It don't matter. But yeah, so when you said U.S. Open, I was thinking tennis. That's where my head went. Not, no, not the real U.S. Open. <laughs> okay, we're live. Um, another episode coming at you live from the Beer, Bacon, and Bros studios. Always got Chris and Adam in the studio. What's up? What's up? But we've got a guest star. You've heard him before on our episodes. Garrett Cutter. He is back. Welcome back, G. What's going on? Glad to have you back here in the studios. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we got some uh, interesting topics. It seems like it's going to be a sports-filled talk. We tried to tried to come up with ideas for non-sports, and we just couldn't do it. You know how this always happens, though. There's yeah. going to be there's going to be something that something somebody random. says or something. Sports are back. Though. Something. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The NFL's back. back. Yeah. College football's back. College football's back. You got well, you golf. Got, you got tennis. You've got. You've got basketball. Four, yeah, NBA is going into its yeah. Stanley Cubs about to go into the finals. They're in the conference finals right now. So mm-hmm. they're in the conference finals right mm-hmm. now. Well, okay. One conference, the Western Conference already finished. Dallas yeah. won that yeah. series. Dallas won that one. Yeah. So you, you what, four uh, one? I think it was four one on that one, wasn't it? Four, yeah, four one or four two. I don't. Yeah, because they beat Vegas. Vegas yep. only won one. So you got all right. So you got the. You, you got, got that, Dallas. and then the NBA is getting ready to go into Western Eastern Conference final. Actually, tonight is game one of the. Miami's playing yeah. right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Miami, Miami's Boston. playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then tonight you have Game Seven for the Clippers and Nuggets. Yep. Yeah. So you're you're getting ready to have those, and then um, so, there ain't but what maybe 15 games left in baseball. Maybe not even that. Oh, I have no so, idea. About two that's weeks. So yeah. God, that's crazy. That is crazy. So, but sports are definitely back. Yep. Like you said, you got. Uh, U.S. Open coming up for golf. You just had the U.S. Open finish for tennis. So, yeah, all the all the major sports are, of course, back. Yeah, and now you got some of your majors coming up for. All right, hold your, on. Hold on. Austin's already in. We've got somebody calling in. Um, already. Huh? He goes by the nickname Little Hammer. He can't steal your girl. <laughs> he will steal your boyfriend. Austin Williams. Hello. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. You there? Yeah. Oh, you're being real quiet. So, Austin, he's probably tired. He just got out of no, taking. I'm, I'm eating. Oh, yeah. that's why he's Taco quiet. Bell, baby. He always, call, he always calls at like most awkward times. What you, what you got stuff. tonight? You got pizza tonight? What you eating? Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Oh, okay. Zaxby's. Zaxby's, yeah. there's, no, there's no Zaxby's in the inner loop. So the only time I get Zaxby's is when I'm out in the middle of nowhere, basically. So that stuff's like, cold by the time you got it home. Well, yeah. See, didn't do that. Still in my car, pulled over in Zach's parking lot. Going <laughs> oh to my God. And drive home. <laughs> you're, calling us, you're calling us from the Zaxby's parking lot right now? Yep. Okay. Hey, commitment. Commitment. I like it. Don't want to eat and drive and don't want to talk on the phone while eating and driving. Yep. Can only and do, I'm like, yeah. can only multitask two things at a time, not three. Yeah. So I want to draw. I want. Did y'all get to see the Tampa New Orleans game? Yes. Y'all watch a lot of it. No, yes. I didn't watch that. I just I got mad because I had Brady as my starting quarterback and he exposed himself. So no, I did not watch it at a baseball game. I have a huge prediction, and my prediction is that not only does Tampa not win the division, but they get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So they do Ooh. make playoffs, but they don't win the division. So they barely. get the wild card. Ooh. They're a last wild card in, and they barely make the playoffs. I think Brady's going to show that he is a system quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he you said exposed I mean, himself, and he had three touchdowns. I mean, no, he only had two. He was he had two and two. two. He had two passing and one rushing. Oh uh, well, 
counting Brady's rushing touchdowns is counting that one. That's going to be the only one all year. That's, that's See, that. I don't know. He might get one more. That's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like saying Ben had a great rushing game last night because he got 12 yards in a rush. I was scared. I was legitimately scared <laughs> when he was running. Out. I was like, Ben, I, he's got him too. And yeah, we we're just like, like that a long time. we were like, oh, Ben, please just get out now. <laughs> 38, you can't be doing stuff like that. No, but I think Brady's exposing himself. He's, he's, just, I mean, he's he, got to be in the right system. He has to be surrounded by a good amount of talent. He's got good talent down there. Yeah, and, yeah. And but but not in the right system. He's, he's right. I mean, it's, they don't have the right play calling, they don't have the right offensive scheme. See, I, uh, that's, that's a problem. I'm not worried about him. That's the problem I had, Alex. He's going to produce enough for you to keep him as a fantasy value, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to drop him. But. No, <laughs> but, like, I mean, they're gonna. I think he's going to allow Tampa to, you know, make a run for their money in that division. Again, it is week one. Everybody's got – and they play the Saints. I mean, it's not yeah. like they played. It's not like they played Jacksonville. They played a legit contender. But I agree with Alex. I mean, I thought that Brady would look better in Week One. And it, you know, Bruce Arians is actually still a pretty good coach, and he's a pass-heavy, co- like play caller. Yeah. So you would think that Brady would really, really excel in it. But I think I think New Orleans knew exactly what they were doing and exposed the offensive line, especially the right side of the offensive line, where they're a little bit weaker in Tampa. I must hey, say, I, it might not Chris. have been a thing. That, that's what I remember about the game the most is Tom Brady was on the ground a lot. It was the last time. He, I, don't, I don't think he ever really had a. But he, had I would decent, say, not just bad, but like drastically bad offensive line. I in say, yeah, he he always had a he always had a line. great line he was yeah. protected yeah. for sure. Hey, my problem was with Bruce Arians' system, so they made it too Tom Brady ish. They had a lot of systems where they had two tight ends in there. Point with like five minutes left in the first half, Brady had thrown the ball eight times. They had rushed nineteen times. Like that's just that's not that offense. They had like changed it so much for Brady that it was more of a New England's offense than a hey, let's just sling the ball around like Bruce Arians loves to do. Well, I mean, Brady may not want to do that. You kind of yeah, you kind of have to. You kind of also had to be fair and make the offense to successful and you have Tom Brady in that offense. So you kind of have to build it around him. He was busy sticking a chicken finger in his mouth. When he, when he, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah Austin, in, Austin, you went out. For, and, for yeah. our listeners out there, Austin is calling in from a Zaxby's, Zaxby's parking, parking lot, lot because he doesn't want to eat, talk on the phone and drive all at the same time. <laughs> you blame him? No. Yeah. <laughs> and he's giving hot takes on Tom Brady right now from a Zaxby's parking lot. Uh, he hot definitely takes hot tenders. All, Austin, yeah. Austin, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Boneless wings and things, tongue torch. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the did you get the strips tossed in tongue torch as well? No, I didn't because I didn't know when I was gonna eat them. No, nah, fair enough. Fair enough. I was worried I was worried if I dropped thirty five minutes home that they were gonna be real soggy. But probably. Austin also came out of taking his which one is it the FE or PE or exam? FE, yeah. FE. When'd you take it today? Yep. Today. So Sorry, you sh- you'll find out next Wednesday. Yeah, somewhere around there. No, you. Yeah, that'll be it next Wednesday. <laughs> he doesn't seem. Also, does not seem too worried about when he finds out. Next Wednesday, ten a.m. Yeah. Like, I, I know to the, to the time when the results come out. <laughs> Adam took a, Adam took one or two here and there. <laughs> hey, but I finally passed it. You so did. You passed it. Good job. But anyways, back to uh, Brady in the NFL. Um, I don't think Brady's going to have a standout year. He's. I think he's going to be average 
middle of the road so, kind of quarterback. Top ten quarterback? I think possibly. He's top. Possibly. Well, are you saying like yeah. top fifteen? I'm saying like top fifteen, maybe top ten. Okay. okay. I just don't think he has the support staff that he needs. He doesn't have the talent he needs to guard him. I, he I mean, may, he's got Gronk, he's got, but Gronk's also old. He's got the, offense, he's got the offensive weapons to make it happen. Not the offensive line. He yeah. doesn't have the protection to make and it happen. And I also happen. don't think he has the coaches. I, I think. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I think it's an interesting point. It's it, They're going to need – like, let's sit down in, in after week four and say what we see, right? I mean, he's going into – He's think about it. He's been with Bill for 20 years. So Bruce Arians, you know, and, and, and in a COVID situation, they've really ideally only been practicing since the end of July. Um, so, you know, he's trying to, he's still trying to get to know Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and uh, hell, they say, just, they just added Leonard Fournette. So they're trying to figure out how to fit him in that offense. I say, Cause that the, I guess it would have been his what second interception where it looked like Mike Evans cut the way out off short. He was expecting. Oh, no, that, was, that was the first one. Was that the first? That one? was the first one. Oh, yeah, either. and I don't know whether that was either a miscommunication or it was a it was a double option in the receiver. So if like if you see zone, you sit down. If you see man, you run like you keep going. You run, yeah. And I think Bruce I think Arians, Mike Bruce Arians said it was Tom's fault. Both of yeah. his picks were Tom's fault. Okay. Then yeah, but, that was I mean, that was what so it was. Either way, but yeah, it looked like Mike maybe he said Mike saw zone and sat down. And, and, they, and, and they're still, and they're still trying to, you know, figure things out. Like you said, they've been together yeah. a month and a half, essentially practicing. That first pick that was a pick six was 100,000% Tom's fault. That was a terrible throw. I said, though, I didn't see any of that game due to the would you game. Would you have rather had Jameis? If, watching the game, would you have rather had Tom or Jameis in the game? If I mean, if – Tom, of course, because if Jameis was in the game, it would have been a sixty-five to twenty game because he'd have thrown four pick sixes. I just love watching Jameis play football, knowing that at any given moment there could be a sixty-yard touchdown in either direction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, how about other games? And I know you. I don't know how much you got to saw. You obviously saw the one o'clock games, and then you saw the four o'clock games. You saw the one. I watched all of them. Yeah, he. You saw most of them with us. So, um, I any, didn't. I didn't watch any of them. I was playing golf. Okay. Any boy. Anything. <laughs> anything stand out to you when you saw the box scores? If you looked at them, anything surprise no, you? Didn't interest me that much. Yeah. Okay. Anything. Anything you saw that kind of surprised you, or any team kind of surprised you, or made you sit back and go wow a little bit? The Colts um, and Philly suck. Well, Washington. Yeah, I yeah. must say, yeah, the Washington Philly game. Um, shoot, Minnesota giving up forty-five or whatever it was to Green it. Bay. Oh can gosh, we can we talk about how watching the Vikings defense? They Austin in our group chat for the the podcast. Austin texts something goes the football team is doing something, and I was like, how dumb does that sound? That as a legit text message now. <laughs> That you say the football team is winning, and it's like that's a it, it, we know what team he's talking about. It yeah, it sounds like somebody that's like doesn't know about sports, and they're just like go sports, like awkwardly, like yeah. Yeah. go that's go, wild, go just, football team, just yeah, generic, yeah, yeah. Very generic. The, the football team is literally leading the NFC East. Yeah, yes. everybody else, everybody lost week one except for the football team. And there isn't like they didn't put a logo. So like also, what I was trying to explain to you is that we, when we were at Mom's, and you know how we have the eight games up, and when one game ends, that screen will just have like the winners logo and say so and so won. 
So they didn't like it was just like a yellow circle, wasn't it? Yeah, it was or it was just it was like a football. It was a football. That's what it was. It was literally like a design of a football and it just said the football team wins. And I was like, <laughs> How dumb is wow. that? How dumb is 2020 right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Let me ask you something. But, Does this center feel like whoa, a Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, right. ESPN's throwing ads at me right now. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look at the other box scores that I missed out on. Pro- yeah, I thought it was on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching videos, Austin? Austin no. Going through his phone. What's going on? No, I was just like, I'm eating. So I'm not, I'm like, my phone's sitting in my lap. And I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Hyundai just got a little free shout out right there. In the middle I don't know. No, but uh, I don't know. I'll and bet then one that was one that wasn't shocking was the Browns losing Week One. Oh, oh was it how not shocking how game? bad they yes. lost? Though was it? Was it so, I'm, I'm it genuinely asking so. how bad it was. I knew it had to been bad. Devin seven to six. Devin was sitting in his really vehicle. Bad partaking in his substances his left his vitamins his, vi- vitamins his vitamins literally at the beginning of the second quarter he'd given up he, yeah. he had at left the end the, of the first he had, quarter he had left the building he was screaming at the tv he had left the building it was it was <laughs> i said what was the final 37 to 6 or something I, like I that i think it was 30 yeah. was it 38 to 6 something like that so that was i'm gonna guess the six was two field goals no they missed the pat they missed the pat yeah and they missed a field goal he, he missed a he missed a pat then Who missed a field goal them? was it uh, Kareem. it was Kareem. Was it Kareem Hunt? No, yeah. it was David and Joku. Yeah, 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 yeah. David and Joku called a touchdown pass because right. they and then got hurt because <laughs> they faked it to Chubb from the half yard line. Yeah, and Njoku slipped out to the left flat and wide open in the end zone, and he just he scored one touchdown, got hurt, and is on the IL now. <laughs> hey, that's um James Conner has got the same amount of rushing yards as Ben Roethlisberger right now. I know that's scary. Th- that's scary. Hey. Th- don't, Saquon don't. Barkley has less. <laughs> Saquon, Saquon Barkley is back. He there was a few times last night when he hurdled people. He kind of landed like going down the field, but like sideways, and his knee just like planted and like kind of stuck. Yeah. And I was like, homeboy's gonna learn. He's gotta stop launching in the air like that. He's gonna come down on one leg and is just hey. getting hit immediately. I'm like, that's that's bad for running back. That's dangerous. How many rushing yards did he end with, Austin? Like eight. Yeah. Fifteen eight. carries for eight yards. Ooh. Six. Like 15 for six. His Ooh. longest was seven yards. His longest was more than the rushing yards he had. For the at entire- at one point in the game, he had eight rushes for negative eight yards. He was averaging negative one yards per carry. Yeah, I saw that. All I'm going to say is watching that game, I was excited to be a Pittsburgh fan. Was that defense was on point. I'll tell you this. I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge NFL guy, so I'm not like tied to any particular team. After that game and what they did for my fantasy – team i might pull for the pittsburgh Steelers this year <laughs> their defense I, I don't even have them on my roster and they won me the game <laughs> they uh yeah actually i will i'll you know of course i'm in the same boat garrett is i'm i'm certainly not a specific fan of anybody um you know i like the saints i'd love to see drew Brees win a super bowl before he retires and and i do like the packers a little bit but a- after watching week one if you had to ask me like what are the what's the best team in the nfl I will I will list you. It's sad, but I'll list you three AFC teams, and that's Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. No, nope. them. No, nope. three of them look really, really good this week. No, nope. Seattle puts up thirty-eight points. No, nope. and Come how many? Do they, how many do they give up? Like twenty something, but like they half up, of that was garbage time. Four hundred. They gave up hundred and thirteen receiving yards to Gage, and that was the third 
least or that's the third most in the freaking team. Julio yeah, but, uh, really also went over 150 yards on them. Yeah, they were playing prevent the whole second half. Pittsburgh had three sacks and 11 and a half tackles for a loss in one game. Callie, I hate to tell you, your your uh, your NFC team and Tom Brady did not look well this week. So um, you got a you got a little got a little making I up. Say, Mike McCarthy has already made my shit list. Oh, dude, that was the worst decision they could have made. They went from bad to bad. They just going from uh, Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy. But I mean, that like, was the most Dallas thing. Ever. Hell, Jason Garrett looked like he had New York feeling good last night. He was actually. <laughs> He actually was – New York looked better than I think they've looked in the past few years. Daniel yeah. Jones looked composed. He what led a, what, 17- or 18-yard play uh, drive all the way down the field, and the only reason that was intercepted was because um, – Bud Dupree. Name, yeah, Bud Dupree hit his hand as he was throwing the ball. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he, same thing happened in Dallas, though. They would make decent drives, and then we just couldn't close them out. Mike McCarthy, same thing. We get down to a – it was a fourth and two on like the 12, and we had to get to the 10, I think. Yeah, but Dallas screwed up by hiring a coach that the fans of this previous team were wanting to buy him out of his contract. Like, there was GoFundMes to get him fired. Oh, I know. I, I, and that, I'm was your, that was the that was coach Jay, you hired? That was Jay uh, – because <laughs> him and Jay Jones, I think, are buddy-buddy. Yeah, that's, and, that's a tough yeah. one, to, do. That's a tough one so, to live with. But either way, so either way, it's fourth and two from, again, the 12-yard line. At this point, we're down three – Kick the field goal, tie the game. We, you know, we can, we got a chance. No, instead, we're going to run a shallow cross with the rookie receiver who only runs a one yard shallow cross. I, I get it's shallow. At least get to the sticks. Yeah. 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 So either way, and then the safety from the other side of the field gets to him before he could pick up the other yard after catching the ball. Yeah. I or, mean, if, or if you're going to go for it, give it to Zeke at this point. He literally got a new tattoo that says "Feed Me" on his belly. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know if he's talking about football or not. He came back a thick boy after the off season. You know, he's always had he's a little, always had had a little, little something, a little something. He's right always there. been a little thicker in the mid. Yeah, but he's 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 usually doing what Austin's doing right now because I can hear it. He's scraping <laughs> the bottom of a to-go plate trying to get the last little bit of the Zaxby sauce. Hey, no, I'm putting it up so I can drive home. <laughs> but either way, I can hear the styrofoam like scraping. I was like, <laughs> but either way, give it. You know, if you're gonna do that, give it to one of your other three playmakers in Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, or Zeke. I don't know or why. Him, or either let Dak run it. Like, I don't know don't why coaches think that, like in a third and one, fourth and goal situation, that like, oh, the team's not gonna expect us to go for a non-playmaker because it never works out. It never does. Never. But works either out. way, so. Didn't enjoy that call. Yeah. It's, so, go, it's going to be a long season for y'all. But I mean, then we get the ball with two and a half minutes left, and we we made it 15 yards downfield, I think, is all we made it. You look good. But either way, lose. No, you look good on my end. Austin, are you there? Um, No, it just went out. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm here. You there? I'm here. Okay, we're back. Okay, I was going to say. We went went quiet there for a minute, Austin. Uh, I was messing with my phone, and I thought it was me. So it may have been you. Yeah, it was us. So, but either way, so we get the ball back with two and a half minutes left in the game. 
And we have a chance to actually – this is our drive to go down, get in field goal range, tie the ball game, take it OT. We won, I think, Zeke out the flat one time, and then we throw two – an incomplete, and now we're, you know, inside the two-minute warning. We've only picked up one first down, still like 60 yards to go to even – be a for 60 yards to go for a touchdown, probably 30 or better for a field goal. Well, then comes third down with 20 something seconds left. We throw Hail Mary down to Gallup, who actually catches it, gets down to like the 15 yard line, gets called back for an offensive pass interference where him and Jalen Ramsey were arm fighting the entire way, and Ramsey had. I kind of onboard his right arm, and when he went to swat it away, kind of gave it just a not a shove, but then Ramsey looked like a dang NBA player, gave it a good little flop action, and got the call. And so that that cost went from a sixty. Who were y'all playing again? They're playing uh, the, the Rams. Rams. I yeah. saw they showed yeah. that flop during the Pittsburgh game. They were yeah. making fun of that flop. Yeah, so it, it was definitely sold. I mean, was it was it? Was there a little shove there? Yeah, I mean, but nothing that done know. happened every single play. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing that probably egregious, probably, nothing egregious that should have warranted a flag. Probably should have gotten. I mean, I wish they could. have – I mean, you could have challenged that. Like that's the another big thing that Michael McCarthy could have challenged that. He may would have won. I mean, no, you can't. They changed that this year. It, you you can't challenge anymore. You can't challenge pass interference anymore. Well, they took that out. You can't challenge pass interference. You can't challenge. Like you, you can't, can't challenge, challenge or, or you can't, you can't you can't challenge the no call or if it's called at all. Yeah, no no challenging on pass interference calls. That's dumb. That's dumb. So, but either way, and then next thing you know, we're looking at a third and twenty, or a fourth and twenty with ten seconds to go. Yeah, but that wasn't the whole game. I mean, there's plenty. There's plenty okay. of other. Yeah, we know. had other opportunities, but still, yeah. it came down to that. We have a Let two. me ask you something. Does this center feel like a compliment we have a, to you? We have a two-and-a-half-minute drive. ESPN is just not liking us right now. Can, to you, can, you, can you mute your laptop? I could, but then we wouldn't hear Austin. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. So either um, way. But, yeah, I just thought, you know, if when it came down to that point, two-and-a-half minutes, the game should be tied anyway, and we should be going a game-winning drive. Yeah. Point, point blank. We should have never been in the situation to – having to try to drive 80 yards to go tie the game. Yeah, it's a long season. But I'm with Austin. I think Seattle was impressive. I think Green – which you just said Green Bay was impressive. Well, Green, well, the the lack of the Minnesota uh, defense. I didn't watch any other game but Steelers. Yeah, I mean, so well, you know, you. I was kind of surprised at how Aaron Rodgers kind of came out and put it on a show, being yeah, a little, it, little totally pissed off. Unexpected. Yeah, to- totally unexpected. It's because he quit dating Danica Why, <laughs> Why did Wait, y'all not think he was going to – why? I thought he, he, I he was thought gonna he do would, Aaron Rodgers things. No, I thought he was going to be a little pissed off about them drafting and uh, drafting a quarterback. And, and no, he was. more motivation to go out there and show them that you should have drafted a different skill player and not try to get my replacement. True, true. So wait, he stopped dating Danica Patrick. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Mm. So now he's focused. Mm. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, um, all right. So let's get to the first beer. We're just Hold going. On, I want to say a few things about Pittsburgh. Okay, Come go on. ahead. Go ahead. Adam his little all right. five minute recap. I, I know. Adam. Adam <laughs> went on. You remember that time that Zach came on and went on for twenty five minutes about the NFL? We or love the Zach. NHL? And we love you, Zach. If you're listening to this, but we asked him one NHL question, Garrett. Thirty minutes later, we went. Good point. Like that's how bad it was. That's, that's, that's why I felt like somebody was going on that. No, round. no, Adam was fine. I'm just giving him a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about the Cowboys. Let's hear what you have to say. About <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like. 
I think the Steelers receiving core is back, man. Let's They've go. got Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster. They've got four legitimate targets. Johnson last night had one of those to where they called the play and he went to go block, and so did Juju, and Ben hit Deontay in the back of the head. I know. It was amazing. And they, he turned around and went, huh? And then the very next play, he got a 15-yard little out route and was able to juke some people. I don't know. I'm excited for him. Chase Claypool is a massive force to be reckoned with. He's super physical, dude. He's he actually played some tight end initially when he first got to Notre Dame, and that's, I think he was playing tight end his senior year. Well, I don't he know. Plays, he's big he enough. Plays, he should have been playing tight end. I know. He's he's like he's actually over 230 pounds of wide receiver, which is physical. And he's, how, and he's how tall? He's six four. Yeah, yeah. six four. So big he, boy. Yeah, I think he, he had an amazing catch. It looked a lot like San um, Antonio Holmes' Super Bowl winning catch against the Cardinals. He had to do a little toe touch as he fell into the sidelines. That's what I was going to ask you. Didn't Dante Johnson just kind of remind you of San Antonio Holmes a little bit last night? He's short just, and he's quick. He's yeah. Deontay Johnson's not the threat to catch the ball. It's if you get the ball in his hands, then he becomes a threat because yeah. he can make people miss easy. So yeah. yeah, he's he's that little your slot guy that yeah. you get him get him on a five yard slant and let him make the play. You better be within five yards when he catches the ball. If not, you're gonna have to really really try your best to tackle him. The thought, old Michael Irvin special and the slant and yeah. just hit him in stride and let th- him make plays. I thought that was a huge thing for Pittsburgh last night when you talked about he like he just mentioned you know put him in the slot and and let him you know make plays. They moved all of those receivers around in multiple. Like Juju lined up in the slot last night, which was something they didn't do last year that would have really helped Juju Smith-Schuster in that offense. Is they're they're now becoming more versatile to where they will be able to move those receivers around and find a matchup for Ben. Yeah, and then Ben looked good. Well, first first little quarter wasn't good, but he got he got warmed up. But he was he went into the game talking about how he has not felt that nervous since like rookie year. And to me, that's honestly a good thing because with veteran quarterbacks scared. I feel like that shows that he cares about the game and cares about the team. Yeah, he's hungry yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, that was that was huge. I think he gets better every game. Honestly, I mean, I, that's why that's why I said I think Pittsburgh now puts themselves in a chance where they and might. And of course, actually... they had to talk about how he's the most agile, non-scrambling quarterback out there because <laughs> he he's, he's he's so used to having an offensive line that's like a cheese grater, just holes everywhere. <laughs> he's hard. He shook he shook a linebacker last night. He stiff armed a linebacker that came free off the right side. And then, of course, Dexter Lawrence from Clemson sat on Ben. So, oh yeah, um, there, that's another thing in the AFC. Well, in his they're the actual division with Pittsburgh's division. The other three quarterbacks have played at most, I think, what three seasons? Yeah, Joe Burrow's first year, Lamar Jackson's yeah, second year, Lamar Jackson's second year, and, and then, then Mahomes Baker is what, Mayfield. The Baker Mayfield, sorry, yeah, is in his third year. Third year, yeah. and then talking about how Ben's been playing for, God, what was it, two thousand four, two thousand five? Actually, Lamar Lamar's in his third year too. Yeah, yeah, because like they're talking about how he got drafted with Eli Manning, and they said of that draft class, I think there's only five other players still active. Yeah, sixteen years later, that's a, yeah. that's a long that's time, a man. Long that's, yeah. a, that's a that's a that's a if you've made it, if they retired last year, that's a full career. That's fifteen good years in the NFL. Yeah, I mean your grandkids are set. But then you got somebody that's been there for sixteen years, just came off of basically a Tommy John surgery, and you said he's stiff arming linebackers in the backfield. Like I know. <laughs> <laughs> So he's he makes them he makes them legit. Without him, Pittsburgh is nothing. But he he makes them he get like especially if he gets better every game, a little healthier, a little more confident. He makes them actually legit. Yeah. So. Anyways, I'll digress. We can get into the the beer. Right. What yeah. we got. First first beer of the night. Numero uno. Yep. Is the one we're going with. You're gonna like this. I'm, I'm interested. Already. I'm interested to see how this goes. This is have from. You, have you tried him yet? Or you just saw what the camera No, I just, I just saw what it is. It's from Westbrook. It's got a cow on it. It is called the Orange Creamsicle Shake 
Indian Pale Ale. And uh, it's a good, I mean, it's a good looking kit. <laughs> We've done one of these weird milk beers before, man. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And we've and we've only done one orange creamsicle beer before too. I think though. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one because we yeah. may or may not be somewhat unofficiated with the the brewery. Yeah. So let's see what this. I'm interested. Also, you going through a wind tunnel? No. What are you hearing? <laughs> that took a minute. What are you hearing? I just feel like I hear like background noise with you, but if you're driving, that's explainable. Oh, I'm, Ooh. yeah, I'm driving on the uh, interstate. Ooh. It's uh, not bad. I can just hear it hey, when we get quiet. I'm not, uh, orange creamsicle shake. Uh, yeah. Y'all see the greatest flop in sports history? Our greatest fake injury mm-hmm. in sports history? No. Talk to us. Go watch the Bengals kicker try to hit the game tie kick. Oh yeah, Randy yeah. Bullock. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. He, he he like grabbed his leg like he clamped or pulled something. He because he missed him. He grabbed his calf. Yeah. yeah. Like his play. So he was like just missed game when he field goal. Oh, sh- faking injury. Yeah. Kind of thing. He like he like, <laughs> pulled, he like he like grabbed. Was it his plant leg that he grabbed? Yeah, I think so. Oh, he's yeah. now listed, he's now listed day to day. So I mean, it could it could he could have been actually. But no, yeah, injured. but no, it was like a thirty-two yard field goal that he just shanked left. And he, yeah, he shanked it. And Joe Burrow just gave him like, I just drove. Believe what he just saw. Exactly, I just drove this team all the way down for like a possibility of winning, and you go and do that. Well, he is scored. Not, huh? It's not as bad as I was expecting, but it's not good either, is it? Don't tell me that. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> I think it's a decent IPA. Well, I mean, you get to, you get to rate this on your opinion. Like this is this is about you and like this is about you and your palate when you rate this beer. So, Austin, who who is second in the NFL in attendance this year? By Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Can you believe can we, that? Can we talk about how these <laughs> the NFL teams aren't letting in as many fans as the University of South Carolina expects to let in? Which Kansas City did. They let in twenty percent of their stadium. Okay, well, I, I think the Giants let in like five thousand, yeah. and it was only strictly. No, it wasn't them. It was the Broncos. The Broncos they only let in five hundred. Yeah, they only let five hundred, and it was strictly family of the players on the Broncos team. Yep, yep. That doesn't surprise me. Jacksonville, Jacksonville also let in. Oh, the uh, gray area. Thanks for listening. He uh, he's telling, he's informing that Chicago is closed all year, the whole season. They're not letting any fans in, no matter what, as of right now. Wow, yeah, they pulled off a hell of a comeback. Yes, they what, did. Mr. Mickey actually looked kind of okay. <laughs> I know. Here's middle of the road, isn't it, Garrett? I don't know the gear. I don't, I don't know, know the if gear. it's middle of the road either. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, DeGray, real real question. Are you a Mitch Trubisky fan? Like, do, do you think Mitch Trubisky is, is actually going to be the Bears quarterback going forward? Mm. You never know with him. It's so. Mitch Trubisky, is yeah, it a, okay, it's, it's like a week, it's like a week to week basis with Mitch. He said Russian, Russian roulette. roulette. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky yep. starting is like Russian yep. roulette. All right, well, all right. So, as a Chicago fan, would you rather see Nick Foles be the starting quarterback than Mitch Trubisky? I'm 
Yes, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I think Nick Foles is the better quarterback, but I think there's just so much money and draft pick. Hey, and one of them's won a Super Bowl. Exactly. I mean, one <laughs> and is a backup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it, it's so funny because years and years and years ago, I mean, Nick Foles threw eight touchdowns in one game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Years seven. and years, seven, whatever. Years ago, I mean. This is a weird beer we got. It takes Mitch Trubisky right about four games to throw seven touchdowns. You know what's weird? That Nick Foles is technically going to be in the Hall of Fame compared to other quarterbacks that had possibly way better careers but just never won wait, anything. Uh, wait, so you think Nick Foles makes the Hall of Fame just because he won a no, Super Bowl? No, he has to be because he won the Super Bowl. They're going to have all the teams in there that won the Super Bowl. They're going to have like all the stats like that. Not, he's oh, not a Hall oh, of Fame okay, player, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, going to be in the his NFL. Name is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, in it, yeah, technically, yeah. That's why I said technically he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. Listed as a yes. Super Bowl winning quarterback, yes. and there's going to be other quarterbacks that have had hell of careers that maybe missed by a few votes every time they come up. Okay, yeah. I, I thought you I thought you meant like he was legitimately no, going no, to be a Hall no, of Fame. No, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, but yeah. his, that team will be – I see what you're saying. Yeah, that he's, he's going to be listed as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, it's great. I mean – I mean, hell, Ooh. Elon Manning won two, and his team was listed number eight of the worst teams of the decade. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, he will make the Hall of Fame. Elon Manning will make the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, because he's a multiple yeah. winning Super Bowl quarterback. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's sad. I mean – so a I, guy that had 20 interceptions in multiple seasons in his career, but he's going to make the Hall of Fame. So who do you think? You think there's a quarterback out there that won't make the Hall of Fame, but maybe even won a won a Super Bowl or um like a like a Drew well, Brees, like Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers has never won a Super Bowl and never will. Yeah, but, but he's going to be there. Yeah, like he'll be there. But is there somebody that you say has won a Super Bowl? That won't be a Hall of Famer. Ha, I got one. I got one. They have one Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Austin apparently has got one. Who? Joe Flacco. Oh. Yeah. 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 Like, as a Hall – like, yeah. them, them – not this because – Joe Flacco is not going to – what, are you saying he is going to be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I don't yeah. think he will. Hey, like like you're that. saying he, he won a Super Bowl, but he's a, he was a starting quarterback his entire career. Yep. Was middle of the road, one one, but no, he won't make it to Hall of Fame. How about Matt, how about Matt Ryan? Never won a Super Bowl. Will if, make, if Matt Ryan retired this after the end of the season, would Matt Ryan make the first make, ballot? Make the not first, but I think he will get in just because uh, people yeah. approved of him yeah. much more than I Joe agree. Flacco. I agree. Yeah, because Matt Ryan seemed like he he read Matt Matty Ice is not. I mean, not terrible. he seemed He's like he was well. He was more of like the Jason Garrett curse, like Adam was referring to earlier. <laughs> they would do all they would do great all year, but come clutch time, then they would fall apart. Joe Flacco just Chris. like. He'd be crappy one year, and the next year he'd be like somewhat decent, and right. then take you to the Super Bowl because the defense character. I think that's the comparison you're looking for. Is you're talking about Nick Foles is going to be in the Hall of Fame technically because he won a Super Bowl, right? His he's going to be on be the, his, his team, team his will be there. be there, and he's going to be listed as the starting, starting quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. But Matt Ryan, who's had a a pretty decent career, is but is on that kind of fringe yeah. of like is Mike, is on that kind of fringe. A, I don't think he'll be a first ballot, but yeah, on his second time. He might get Ooh, in. The, uh, the gray listening in just threw out an oldie but goodie. The 85 Bears, Jim McMahon. Yeah. Won't be in the Hall of Fame. Well, like Trent Dilfer on the 2001 Ravens team. That's uh, Both both quarterbacks for the Ravens, obviously led by Ray Lewis in that defense, winning Super Bowls. Neither one of them are probably going to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, certainly Trent Dilfer's not. And then, so, you know, Joe Flacco is going to be – he's going to be borderline, probably not getting in, in my opinion. 
But same thing for Matt Ryan. He's had a wonderful career. Obviously, if I asked you which quarterback, and you could take it back to their exact prime years, if I ask you which quarterback are you going to have on your team, is it going to be Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco? Or no, Nick Foles. Stan the Man just said Archie Manning. Archie Manning produced two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, Matty Ice or Nick Foles? Yeah, like give me Matt Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's Definitely. gonna say Matt Ryan. Yeah. Matt Ryan Garbage had man. more. Matt Ryan had more approving years than Joe Flacco did. That's my. That's my point. I'm gonna make is but, Matt Chris, Ryan would be more consistent. At least you knew what you're gonna get out of him. Yeah. Chris, to your point earlier, you said Philip Rivers is definitely getting in. Why no, I would, say Rivers, he's getting in. I would say Philip Rivers is likely getting in. Why should he get in? I would put Matt Ryan in before I'd put Philip Rivers in. Well, see, Matt Ryan's career is not done, and I think they're both going to end up with pretty similar careers. But, I mean, Philip Rivers has produced season after season a lot of passing yards and a lot of touchdowns. But also, you know, just like Eli Manning, plenty and plenty of interceptions. And Phillips had some good teams, but being in the AFC, when you've run into Pittsburgh and when you've run into New England, I mean, you get knocked out of the playoffs. But Matt Ryan made it to the Super Bowl. Matt, yeah, Matt Ryan at least made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Should have won that game, but. Yeah. I mean, Phillip exactly also hasn't had a super amount of talent around him. Matt Ryan's had Julio Jones for almost all of his career. So. Yeah. All right, so we'll put a pause real quick on football, but we have the beer, uh, Westbrook Orange Creamsicle Shake Indian Pale Ale in a pint, 7% alcohol by volume. If you're not aware of Westbrook Brewing, it's kind of technically a local beer for us. It's down in Charleston, so it's not coming very far. Um, Alex and I have actually been to Westbrook. Have you ever been to Westbrook, Adam? Once. Yeah. I mean, we Alex and I have been to Westbrook. I didn't, I didn't make it over to Westbrook because whoever we was a lot closer <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, Westbrook makes some good beers. I mean, you know, they obviously do. carries that, a bigger beer, bigger name in the Charleston area, but um, but this, they they make some they make some really good beers. Now, this one has probably actually been the worst beer I've ever had from Westbrook. Not my favorite. Yeah, by no favorite. means. Um, yeah, what so you think? Garrett, well, you you don't have to score first because you've never done this before. But on our scoring scale, one to ten, uh, how we typically do it, um, especially since we have a lot of new listeners going on, how we typically do it, anything nine and above, like. We would we would literally drive to Charleston to have this beer. You're driving more than an hour. I could tell going, you this is not a nine. Yeah, or above. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nine nine means nine and above for you're any going, beer we have. Going out more, way. way out of your way. Eight means um, if make, it's like local, you're gonna make a point to so, get it every so, so often. So basically, like Dave Portnoy type yeah. scale. Yeah, seven, yeah very, very seven means yeah. if it's available where you're at, you're gonna get a, you're gonna make a point to get it. Eight means you like okay, I'm you'll make it. a Thursday night trip to go to like Revel, okay. you know, like River at stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen you score beer, so I know it's fun. Yeah, so I would say eight is actually like the first, like when you get to that place, it's the first beer that you have. Okay, seven's like I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna get it tonight. Make a point to get tonight. And then six and down below, just do whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you if you really really hate it, like we did last week, this is like a. We give this, we give the little breakdown like I normally do. Yeah, go ahead. Westbrook, the orange creamsicle shake, Indian pale ale, um, seven percent alcohol by volume. Non homogenized. Unpasteurized, non-homogenized, brewed fresh. So please drink fresh. So they, they're it's like it's like an organic beer, really organic beer. Okay. So Indian pale ale brewed with orange, drink, drink vanilla, fresh, and milk sugar. It's so another one. Look, that that last milk beer we had, they don't use actual milk. They have to use the milk sugar because obviously milk's not gonna, it's not gonna mix with alcohol really no. well and can it. Yeah. So what is milk sugar? I don't know. <laughs> We're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> but, no, but, I, so what is? Also, this is the first can that has ever given us instructions on how to open it. 
Wait, how does it say how to open it? It says to open with an arrow pointing to the tab. says lift tab and then enjoy. Okay, fair enough. That's how I did it. I just want to well, make sure I, mean, I didn't I'm, do something wrong here. I mean, I lifted the tab. I don't know if I enjoyed it. But That's a good right. question because the like that Budweiser Nitro Brew they came out with, like it actually gives you instructions because you're supposed to like shake it, yeah, and yeah. then pop it and pour it literally straight upside down hard into a glass. But I, I mean, this one's just like open. But what is lift tab? So what drink. is considered it to be drink flesh though? Like, oh, I canned it. He go, you got a week to drink it. Like. You mostly have to get this off tap for it to be really, really interesting with flavor. And they didn't have this the last time that we were down there. So, I mean, this is probably a typical seasonal. From my my understanding, this is probably like a four to six week run. And I probably don't do it for very long. Because I'm I'm kind of interested, like, when. You probably get like one keg of it. Yeah. And listeners, please feel free to add in the chat your opinions. But I mean, like, when would, what time of year are you drinking this beer? This is an orange creamsicle shake IPA. Uh, It's got to be summertime. Late. This late, is a early, like going into spring, summer. It's got to be summer. Yeah, Chelsea, be Chelsea goes summer, summer, late winter, going orange into spring. Yeah, when it, would you? When you? When else are you gonna get orange heavy, creamsicle but shake? But it sits heavier than um. It, it, yeah, it, it's it a seven. Per, it's a seven percent alcohol. But this and is it's all, an this IPA. is also not something that you, I feel like you're not gonna this eat thirty five. I'm sorry, I was about to say you're not gonna eat thirty five orange creamsicles, but <laughs> I mean I would rather yeah. eat thirty five creamsicles. We can make that happen. This uh, is absolutely <laughs> <laughs> The look on Garrett's face is like, he was like, I'm somewhat intrigued, but also more terrified. Well, I do have 35. I'm out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, that was Garrett. He is walking out now after Chris is threatened with 35 green orange cream sickles. I would, I would say fall or um, I'm, I'm with the girls. Fall or summer is what I feel like it's got to be. Yeah. So you um, for what reason? Just because it's like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting heavy. Yeah, it's an IPA and it does sit a little heavier, 7%. But also, yeah, you know, it can be one of those afternoon fall beers where it's been it's been in the 90s today, but it's going to get down to 69. We're sitting on the back porch. My fall beers got to taste like fall, too. Either way. Oh, I'm glad you said that because the next six beers are all fall. Either way, this this beer for me is like a four or five. A four five. All right. Did not Official enjoy. First I'm gonna score. go six five. I'm not bad at it. I'm I not did not enjoy it. this. Did not enjoy this. Six five. Would not get it again. <laughs> four five. Wait, did Austin just leave? Because we don't have any background noise. Uh, no, he st- it says he's still there. No, he just muted himself. Okay. Um, Garrett, would you like to give a score? Or you want me to go first? You tell me. Give me your score. Let's see what you got. So I'm not an IPA guy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? really turned me off i mean it's high alcohol con i mean percent in this thing so it's like super alcohol taste to me it is but after the third go around i don't know if this happened for you guys there was one sip that i got was like oh this tastes like an orange dreamsicle i did not get that <laughs> it was like all the notes hit perfectly at this one particular sip so that's like half a second there kind of thing this is the kind of beer that i would be intrigued by and get it and be disappointed and finish it because I bought it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not horrible. I would say 5.4. 5.4. I like it. All right. Hey, I like I like, it, the, I like the way he described that. I would be intrigued by it and then immediately disappointed. Like, hey, is, is it one of those where towards the bottom of the beer starts tasting better? Because remember, we had that so. on like no, that's what happened to me. I wouldn't say that. I just took the. I just took pretty much the final sip. I'll give anybody want the actual final sip. Um, I just took the final sip, and obviously, yeah, I, I agree with Gary. There's a little so more now flavor. It smells like just straight up IPA. I don't smell any orange or 
yeah, that's milkshake. What, that's is, what I got yeah. hit yeah. too, just straight IPAs. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a a five point nine. It's not even good enough. I felt like there was more orange in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got I got that on that final hit too. In the beginning, like almost like grapefruit because of the IPA, like the high yeah. taste. I don't know. There's just one sip. It was like all the stars aligned. Yeah, I I didn't well, fit. I didn't. Not my favorite by no means. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointing. Not, we're not gonna. I guess we won't say the brewery that we got the other orange cream sickle from. But the two Chris orange is doing cream. a good job of bringing some disappointing beers, though. He's he's expanding <laughs> the horizons. Wow. I mean, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Some good ones. Nothing will be worse than that last one last week, though. The Lag- Lagunas or whatever oh, that was. Yeah. Oh that me, my I, god! I asked Chris, who was the other guy on the show last week? Ethan. Ethan, yes. Yeah, who is he? Oh, he goes to law school with Callie. Okay, that's yeah, what that's I, one that's of Callie's law school friends. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> he's a really oh, cool guy. Yeah. But yeah. Well, he, well, I say I just remember him saying he's like, "Yeah, I'm not a beer drinker in the first place." He's not. And so it was, was just like, like when Christian was here. Yeah, I was about to say. So this is this is gonna be a, a like a Christian score, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so nothing nothing above the six five for Alex, uh, right? Was that yeah six five for me? I was about to ask you to yeah. get all of our scores. Yeah. So six five six five for Alex, five nine for me, four five for Adam, and a five four for Garrett. And I think they're all pretty accurate. I mean, Garrett was about. Pretty- Garrett's like he's about to excitedly say something. Can art though? It is a pretty cool, cool can. Like eight, eight or yeah. nine, it's good. Yeah, yeah. That's like but, um, Palmetto does a really good job of putting the can art, but then also don't, isn't it them that they tag the artist? They put the little artist Instagram handle on it. Actually, yes. I think that was yes. I mean, it, it is Palmetto. Okay, maybe yeah, it is Palmetto. They're, they're the ones that did the um so. the Operation whatever their drop. No, that was River Dog. River uh, Operation Jackpot. Yeah, Operation yeah, Jackpot. River Dog, it's River Dog, Dog or Palmetto. I think it's River Dog. It's actually. River Dog. Yeah, River Dog puts the Instagram yeah. handle of their um their artists. Yeah, for they're in they're in Bluffton, Beaufort, somewhere in that area over there. Uh, Bluffton. Yeah. So, but yeah, you've made you made comments about that because they actually tag the artists in it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So not not the greatest first beer, and uh, that's pretty much empty. But not the greatest first beer. So no, no. Um, Garrett is joining us because he's pretty much our local expert on golf. So we'll kind of roll into the U S open this weekend. So subject matter, subject matter expert. expert. Yeah. So uh, we did, we did called in the community. They're really hyping me up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a scratch golfer on the weekends. He is a scratch golfer on the weekends. That's also not true. (laughs) (laughs) But what what, what do you, what do you have to do to be classified as a scratch golfer? You had to shoot par. Okay. Like you just shoot um, flat ball. But, but speaking speaking of golf, um, the Dickerson Foundation is hosting a golf tournament October twelfth. Um, if anybody's interested, are you playing in it? I want to. Gotta have to set up. It's a what a, day? October twelfth. Is it a Saturday? It's a Monday. Oh, a Monday. Yeah. Ouch. It's. Columbus so they don't want a lot of people there. Some, it's some kind of holiday. <laughs> it's some kind of holiday. Down, just being really honest, they don't want a lot of people there. I don't know. It's some kind of holiday, but it's like not a, a holiday that my job honors. Yeah, yeah, correct. Correct. It's not a holiday that most people I'm going to look off, it up. Though. It's going to be like that old SpongeBob one's Leap Erickson Day or something like that. <laughs> I'm interested, though. I want to play in. Is it I want to play in. Like How much do we, yeah, do we? Is it like teams? Is it single? Yeah, it's Columbus Day. Is it, it is Columbus it is. Day. Columbus? No, it's now called Indigenous Peoples Day. I love how you politically correct. I love how you said that though. Say like you said, it is Columbus Day. Like it is Columbus. I don't yeah, know. I can't. You said it. That. You said it very proudly. Like it is Columbus Day. Yeah, it is Columbus Day. <laughs> October twelfth is Columbus Day. What? Yeah, but either way, I don't I, it might be. It October. might be like the second Monday of the month. Who knows? It that is the second Monday of October. That's what I'm saying. It might. But they chose be. a Monday I'm over like a Saturday. I could take off if. if but yeah. Serious. 
But either way, I think it's a team of four. You don't have to twist my arm very much to play. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm down to play, and but, I'm down to play enough that I will go out to Charwood and practice. So I'm not just like horribly bad. But so either way, I think it's. I don't know all the details yet for mom, but she. That's the day that they're gonna host it. And Do we know what course it's at. Um, ninety-five percent sure it's at Golden Hills. It's Golden Hills. So I'm pretty and I'm pretty sure it's like it's either three fifty or four hundred a team, so it's pretty much a hundred dollars It's it's okay. Golden Hills is four hundred dollars. But it's average, honestly. But it, that is average, but, but it's a good cause. Yes, yeah, so it is a charity golf tournament. That's so pretty average, honestly. Same thing kinda like we did with that church tournament that we played in. You can like I think buy mulligans and buy yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But we don't need to. We got gear. We Boy, they gonna be buying, they're gonna be getting a lot of money from me. Then if I can buy shots it's, back, it's <laughs> uh, a best ball tournament, and there's some old guys that shoot 18 under. It's because they buy four hundred dollars worth of mulligans. Yeah, and they have the money to blow for it. <laughs> exactly. Let me know. I'm interested. But yeah, once but since we were talking about golf, I I remember mom just told me that like last week. So I'll look. I'll get more details on and we can bring that yeah. back to the table as a discussion. Okay, find, find me a price and then tell me who else is on the team and then I'll let you know if well, I'm I told, I'm, like I said, it's like it's three it's three fifty to four hundred. It might be three seventy five for the team or it's, per person for the, for the team. team. Okay, so it's like hundred dollars. It's probably gonna be a hundred. It's gonna be a yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty yeah. average hey. tournament, especially Shared at Golden Hills. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll feed you good. They'll, you'll have. Hey, I'm gonna have as much drinks. fun as I possibly could have good out food. there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it'd be a good time. But like I said, it is a Monday. I'm gonna have to go buy me like two packs of like Titleist balls though, because I'm gonna be you blistering need, them bad boys you know, all over the place. Man, just go get you some noodles <laughs> from Walmart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hey, I actually, I actually balls. played with a uh, vice ball that they Charwood like just dumped a whole new like you know like the experienced balls. Yeah, yeah. And they had like Titleist ones, like all these name brand balls up on top, and I was just like, because we were like one of the first eat times, I was like, I'm gonna take a bunch of these bad boys out there. And actually played with one of those Vice One balls. Not a bad ball, in my opinion. I'm not an expert like Garrett, but to it me, hit, it hit. It it played really, really well. Any anything? I mean, if you're interested in golf, I could talk about this stuff all day. But but Vice is basically an online brand, straight to consumer. They're not in pro shops. You can go on their website. You can get fit for a ball. They ask you a bunch of questions about your swing, and you get fitted for the ball that is your compression, that kind of thing. But I've played with them. I don't know that I was fitted to the right ball, so I don't know if I had the best experience. But every review that I've watched from everybody's like, like, they're like, is it as good as a Pro V1 or a TaylorMade TB5X? Probably not. Not exactly, but it's pretty darn close. For the price is where a lot of people are getting really hung up on. It's like, for yeah, the, for the price of the ball, you can't really beat it. Like their yeah. premium golf ball is ten dollars cheaper than your top brand's premium golf ball. Yeah, which is huge. That's, so, can you explain yeah. what what? Soft versus like the hard compression, like you're talking about, like the soft feels versus the actual, like how's that? Is it just as simple as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, like they're gonna take in like your swing speed, how high you hit the ball, um, all those things determine what kind of ball you're gonna hit. Um, like a higher compression ball is more for somebody with a high swing speed. If you have a high swing speed and you're hitting a low compression ball, typically it's gonna spin a lot more. So you're going to lose distance, and on miss hits, it's going to spin like way out of control. Same with guys with lower swing speeds and not a very good swing. That's why you see so many Pro V1s and these high-dollar golf balls in the woods is because people are hitting them that have no business hitting them, and they're just spinning out of control. So with like a low swing speed and a, a bad hit, you'd rather have the soft ball because it's not going to spin as much? Right. I mean, and before, like at the end of the day, it's a golf ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Like – if you hit it good, it's going to go where you want it to go. 
Um, and I was never a big like um, advocate of like getting fit. I'm like, dude, just get a ball and hit it. But now that I've tried to like pick up my game, I think it really does make a difference if you're serious about getting better at golf and working on your games. Okay. 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 Good enough. Illy, uh, Illy said that she wished we could come up and play in the um, fundraiser tournament up there. She had a friend that passed away and they had like a, a tournament going on for her. And she texted me and said, you know, wish you guys could come up and, and play in this tournament. And I was like, well, if you pay for the flights and our team entry, we'll come represent you. Where's yeah. she at? Where's Illy at? New Jersey. When's the tournament? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Illy, when is the tournament? <laughs> um, hey, uh, Adam, that tournament is four hundred dollars, and okay. uh, said, are you looking it up now or something? Like, which? No, I, 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 I've almost played in the last three years. Hundred dollars? <laughs> no, I was thinking but, either go see Austin over Thanksgiving or playing this golf tournament. <laughs> is he not coming here for Thanksgiving now? No, he's not coming here for Thanksgiving. Um, that tournament is four hundred dollars, and the winner will shoot eighteen, nineteen under because it will they'll buy the. Uh, they'll buy just a ton of mullions and everything. Oh like yeah, that. oh yeah. I mean, so I mean, I'm you're sorry. not you're not looking you're not coming out here to can try to win. You're just coming out here to have fun, have a beer or two on the course with your buddies, and play in a charity tournament. Just, I mean, we and could, have that Monday off and just we enjoy. could all pay a hundred to get into the tournament, and then all pay twenty five to get us a hundred dollars worth of mulligans. I don't know what a hundred dollars worth of mulligans get you, but probably four mulligans. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's about a uh, four under. Oh, at least it's October nineteenth. Not yeah, period. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll make any excuse to try to get back up to like New York and DC if I have to swing by New Jersey playing a golf tournament with a bunch of people I've never met before and just ruin their day. <laughs> yeah, you'll be a, a bad hurt. <laughs> and then just go up there and just be as southern as possible. Oh just be playing real y'all. slow. Hey <laughs> this is called golf, right? <laughs> oh my God. Um. So I think I think we could build a good best ball team though yeah i wouldn't be on that team, yeah because garrett I would, would be literally be hitting every ball. single ball <laughs> no, no, like, surprise. jacob jacob can hit some decent balls i mean adam i get if, you off the hey, box my, my, <laughs> wedge, the my wedges yet on this weekend were all point now at my short game i've got to work on my short game the drive can be on or off just depending on the day but i oh but i am going to caddyshack this friday to go hit are you yeah can i come with you i'm going after work uh, like four forty-five. Yeah, can I come with you? Sure. You can, I come, can I come along? <laughs> can no, I come along? We all showing go? up there for Book's birthday. That's where she. Oh, I don't want to intrude on that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like just us and a couple birthdays of birthdays at a driving range. No, that's oh, just yeah. where they wanted to go. They have a bar there now. Yeah, it's, it's a restaurant. Uh, okay. It's a restaurant yeah. bar, so it's under new management. That dude is smart, man. I've been saying that forever. If you could open a driving range with like a bar restaurant combo, wait. So it's, it's, like, it's that's not. Why, that's why Top Golf is getting. Yeah. That's but why so, Top Golf, Top Golf's making all the money they can. Local, that would be so. So cool. what it is? So it is no longer the Caddyshack. I think it's actually under a new name. Yeah, it is. But it's a restaurant and bar. But they still have that driving range driving open. Range open. Okay. So that's what they're doing for both days. They're meeting out there at like five thirty. So yeah. I said I'll just go there after work and go hit some golf balls. Okay. <laughs> all right. How much does it play? How much does it cost to play? Go play Golden Hills. Obviously, 30, I know you gotta get a tea time. Typically, but like forty-five. It's it's pretty expensive. On yeah. the weekends, you're probably paying fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think. Uh, I think to. I think to ride nine on the weekends is like almost thirty. I think Sunday. Damn. Yeah, we had really we had a expensive. group. There was a group uh, that I played baseball with that went and played after our baseball game, 
that Sunday afternoon after like three o'clock or five o'clock or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, you can get in the afternoon for a lot cheaper. Yeah, it was like $32. I just don't like playing in the afternoon. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to go at like eight, nine in the morning, you're paying $50 around the Golden Hills. And you probably have to book that tea time so far in advance compared oh, yeah. to anywhere else around here. I'll tell you what we need to do. We want to go play some golf. Head, head down, down to Orangeburg. Head down to Orangeburg. <laughs> there's, this called, uh, there's this course called Hillcrest. It's 35 bucks, and you can play all day. As many holes as you can fit into a single day. Damn. It's awesome. Okay. Speaking of that, apparently uh, all the I think all the military bases are open back up. So if you ever want to go out to like Fort Jackson or Shaw, I'll make the trip down to Shaw. I'll drive us in the little Prius. Yeah, I would love to do that. Because Shaw is actually very – it looked very beautiful. The grass is a little bit different than I think. A guy I play with, Lamont, him and his wife just played Fort Jackson because they live on base. Yeah. And he said the course was looking really good. Yeah, the other day when they played. I would, so I, I would love to do that. I just looked up Golden Hills for you. So there's nothing available on Friday or Saturday except for the one hot deal at 148, which you can get it for 44 on the hot deal. But Are you um, on the right, golf that's now? on golf. Now. Yeah, that's if on you golf now. Directly through them, it's probably going to be ten, fifteen dollars more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's literally the only time available on both Saturday and Sunday is the 148 tee times that are going on golf now for a hot deal of 44 dollars. I need to go play so, Golden Hills, man. I'm, I. I avoid you, that place like the place. Yeah, see, like <laughs> I want, I want to do this I've tournament. Only, I've only it's ever a nice played the course, front nine. So hard. I've I've I want to do this tournament, but I know nine. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna have to just go to Charwood. You know, we we got a good relationship with all of those guys out there, and just you know, hit the driving range, try to get figure out, figure out like my consistent yardages, play, and then I'm gonna have to just go play Charwood one time before, just no, not Charwood before, but like Golden play Golden Hills. Hills before one time, just so I know how far in over my head I am. So you played Charwood this past weekend, right? Yeah, that's where we were at. So I played on there. Sunday. I would consider Charwood like, even though I don't play there as much as I used to, I consider it my home track. Yeah, that's kind of where I grew up playing. What do you think of the course? It's. I think it's honestly one of the best courses we have in this area right now. It's the best that it's ever been. It's my, oh, they improved. Did you notice how they've gotten? Um, they just bought a whole brand new fleet of Yamaha golf carts. All of the pins are brand new. So they. So where did? They sold the course, right? And it's under new management. Isn't no, it? Rock still owns yeah, it. Rock still owns it. They've had a bunch he of dropped, different guys they dropped, through there. They've Inven- dropped. Um, they have still have the red and blue course. They dropped the other white. course. Yeah, uh, white's been gone. Well, they, they well, combined red and white, white and blue. Or yeah. is it white and blue? Yeah, they combined the. And first they've gotten rid of. So they've only have the strictly white. those eighteen holes now. And the other ones, they're trying to let go so he can build uh, houses on there. But there's a whole bunch of stuff at the Pine Ridge Zoning Department, and all that. And he's in he's in a big legal. He's still been the strict. He's been the direct owner consistently. But they've had, I guess, other investors say, roll through. Like say, that. Yeah. He's been the direct owner for this entire time. I say because money wise, this is probably the most money they've had in the course in years. Yeah, and he actually took up a bunch of the grass and stuff like a year ago, and yeah. the, people thought it was going to look real bad because when they first dug it up, it was like real dark and stuff like that. But the sun's mm-hmm. actually bleached it, so it looks kind of like. Sand trap color. Yes, these big waste areas. Yeah. So they don't have as much fairway to maintain. What they did that was a new element. What they did was they had somebody come out and his uh, rock son Daniel had his little iPad out. And over a course of like a certain amount of days and a certain amount of golfers, they tracked where all these balls were going. And if X amount of people kept hitting this one little patch of woods, they wouldn't clear it out. They wouldn't clear it out. So people would, and they kind of expanded the fairway that way to kind of make it a little bit easier to play. And they kind of like statistically went through it like with, you know, like, AI and stuff like that, and try to figure out how to make the optimize the course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty smart. That's pretty I, smart. The, but, the new pins they've got, I thought was the coolest thing because, like, you know, most places have like that little reflector tape around it, except for your rangefinder. Mm-hmm. Theirs, it's like a 
octagon shape. So it's got a bunch of flat sides around it, but then on the middle of it, it's got a whole bunch of different little mirrors and like glass and stuff like that. So when your so rangefinder like hits like it, it, yeah, I can send yeah. it back to your rangefinder. Dang, that's awesome. That's awesome. Brand new <laughs> Yamaha golf carts, dude. But yeah, I think it's it, it's literally the best I've ever seen Charwood. Yeah. Say, I hadn't played out in Charwood in months. I think the last time I played was with you. It was you, me, and Patrick Tony. I think it was the last time that we played Charwood. Played Charwood together. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a while. Hell, I haven't played golf since we played Spurs at Northwoods, which yeah. was what three weeks ago. Yeah, probably three. three yeah. Weeks ago. So, um, but speaking of golf, so the U.S. Open is this week, the next to last major for the year. They will have the Masters in November, which we're all excited for, of course. But um, FedEx Cup's over with. It's kind of like a, it's kind of a weird scenario because the FedEx Cup usually ends the golf season, and then that is weird. They've deemed Dustin Johnson best because the number one player of the year, and they still have two majors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. So, yep. um, it's like having the Super Bowl like in week eight and then having four more weeks after. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's kind of, it does feel very strange. <laughs> it's kind of like having the All-Star break in the middle of your season. But, well, that kind of <laughs> makes sense in my opinion. <laughs> hey, you're the best players for the year. We only got uh, 60 games left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but any any particular – I mean, you've been obviously watching a lot more golf than probably we have. I mean, we've obviously we, – you know, we made nod to, to Dustin Johnson's accomplishments last week, and, I mean, the 30-under was incredible. I mean, would you say that Dustin's playing the best golf of his entire life? I know he's won a major before, but – Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <He's, laughs> to put it simply, yeah. He's one of the hardest guys to beat right now, I think, honestly. You've got to be worried about what he's doing. Any particular names not in the field this week? What do you mean? Like, is it like, is there a uh, you know a major player that we typically see play that's Brooks not Kepka? Oh, Brooks Kepka's not in the field this week. Brooks Kepka withdrew. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know the full story on that. I'm guessing it's because of ongoing injury with his uh, with his knee. Uh, but yeah, he he withdrew last week, I think. Oh wow! Besides Brooks Kepka, who's the last player to win the U.S. Open twice? I forget the guy's name. I was just watching that Faraday show earlier with him and Brooks Kepka on it. I will probably – I mean, I'm going to guess Tiger, but I don't know. No. No? I don't I don't know. Okay. Adam, you got any idea? Not a clue. Can you all guess the decade? The, the 80s. 90s. The 60s. Garrett's the closest. The 50s. 40s. It was the 50s. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely not going to say his name. name. I'm going to know who it is. <laughs> but that's right. Jack Nicholas. Wait, is Jack Nicholas that old? Is that when he was playing golf? Was in the fifties? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I, uh, yeah. Not not the golf expert by any means. That's why we bring you in. So hold on. Give me a second. I'm gonna look it up. This is showing something different. All right. So I'm gonna tell you. Uh, Actually, obviously, Jack might be more sixties. Defending champ last year was Gary Woodland. They played it at Pebble Beach. Um, you know, Gary obviously played a, a great round, and uh, Brooks was right there on his tail. Anybody else was in the contention? There was somebody else that was in contention. Who's the uh, Who's the kid from ECU that we? We Harold saw, Varner. yeah, Harold Varner was in contention. Um, says notable names in the field: Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, and Ricky Fowler. So, seems like a pretty good field. I say a lot of okay. the top. So I was wrong. It was eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Was Curtis Strange? What but a name! Before that, it was a Ben Hogan. Ben oh, Ben Hogan. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All he right. had a pure swing. That's the one I was thinking of when you said it. I was not thinking of Curtis Strange because, frankly, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ben Hogan had a smooth swing. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Not even with a question. But they're playing at a Winged Foot Golf Club. Is that that I? I guess I said that right. Yes. In North Carolina, or in not North Carolina, in New York. So, um. 
I have no idea anything about this course. Do you know anything about this course, Garrett? Yeah, I think it's going to play maybe not as difficult um, as Shinnecock, but I think you're going to see a similar style golf course. Um, super tight. Greens are going to be ridiculously fast. The rough is going to be nasty. So it's going to be like die high. It's going to like ball striking and putting is what is going to win you this tournament. And I don't think you're going to see that high of numbers. Okay. I don't so think you you're think, gonna, thinking maybe like a five under could win you the tournament here. I think less than that can win you the tournament. Wow. So, so I saw something on the rough in the first cut. You have your typical fairway. Then it's like a, uh, one to two inch. And then, uh, four to eight inch was the outside rough. Yeah, I, w- I was watching the um, the four play golf guys with Barstool. And they um, wigs and all them. Yeah, they did a match out there, um, and the rough was cut back when they were there, and it was three inches deep. And this is like if you drop your golf ball from waist high into you the rough, lose it. yeah, it's gone. Like you can't you can't see the ball. And Dang. it's going to be two inches higher. Oh my gosh! For the for the major. So, so yeah, somebody somebody's got to be extremely accurate golfer to win this tournament. You think? That, that's my prediction. Yeah. I think I think to win this tournament, you're going to have have to be strategic and accurate off the tee. And this is not a short course. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the course actually. It's at par 71, 74, 62 of four, on the yardage. Uh, the full play guys. Are they playing a glow ball tournament? No, but they're talking about. I guess it's behind. It's um before the scenes or behind the scenes, behind the scenes. of of wing wing foot golf club. Oh, okay. And they show like I guess it's about to show them like preparing the course for the week. Oh, oh god. But a lot of uh, a lot of four fifties, four sixties on the par fours. They got a par five hole twelve six thirty three. How many shots you gonna take to get you? It would take me fifteen shots to get that ball in that hole. Six six thirty three. I've seen you take fifteen shots on shorter holes. I know, I know. But if I if I'm if I'm at, if I'm hundred and fifty in the 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 three iron, hundred and seventy in the three iron, just kind of all the way through. I mean, it's gonna take me it's gonna take me fifteen shots to get the ball in the hole on a, a par five six thirty three. Well, I may be late to the conversation on this because I had to go out of the room for a second. But Chris talked about one seventy on a three iron and stuff like that. Can we talk about how these guys are now taking pitching wedges 190 or nine irons 190 if they need to? Yeah, DeChambeau. I mean, freaking what a monster. Gary, what's your average club distance for like a nine iron? My new clubs are a little stronger lofted than my previous clubs. So I think that if I really got after a nine iron, I could get it like 150. <laughs> That's, is, does that not blow your mind that these guys are like taking another 40 to 50 yards on a good day? Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I say my nine iron on one twenty on a good day. <laughs> I was I was watching seven irons by one fifty club. The the more I watch like these this golf channel hanging out with Callie's dad and stuff like that is there there's the consensus that everybody's coming through like all the analysts and all that like big boy golf is the future. It's just no being muscling. You up have on to it. just muscle the ball out of there. Like there's no more this short Finesse. and precise. Yeah, you're gonna have to that just old be long Jim driving touch. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of guys saying that. I'm interested to see how that theory is going to hold up. Like most of the guys on tour nowadays are in pretty good shape. Yeah, and I think that the mindset of like working out and and staying healthy is way different in golf than it was ten years ago. 
Oh, yeah. So, like, does Bryson DeChambeau lead the field in driving average? Yes, but, I mean, the guys that are not bulked up like him, they're not hitting it that much farther behind him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's – I mean, there will be some holes where he'll get out 30, 40 yards on these guys, which is a huge advantage. But on a course like this, he's got to keep it in the fairway. Do you remember what was – like, what was Adam Scott's – I remember in his prime, his, like, four- or five-year run right there, he was he was actually out driving people a lot. I can't remember what his average drive was. I don't know. I remember when I saw him play at the Masters, he was – like that, he was like 20, 30 yards in front of people in certain holes. But well, yeah, there's a lot of like the downhill holes too. Those like he was kind of more just like a line drive blast, and so it just like would roll. A well, yeah, bit I too. remember like ten years ago where like the farthest drive on a hole was like three twenty five. Yeah, I mean, like that was, and that was like, oh, hey, he really got a hold of that one. And now, if you're not touching three seventy five, oh, well. <laughs> I mean, DJ last week. I mean, DJ looks the same as he always has. You know what I mean? But he's poking him out there 340 yards off the tee. I mean, yeah. if you can do that and hit the fairway consistently, that can you're win probably you... going to win a lot of golf tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Not a joke. I mean, but even like even with the DeChambeau and, and hitting it maybe 360, a lot. I feel like a lot of the other players are, you know, at least 320. I mean, you're only, oh, yeah. you're oh, only 40 no, that's, yards. That's your average player. You got to imagine happened. like John Daly – like I've told in this show before, you know, for 10 seasons in a row, he averaged 300-yard drives. And, like, back when he was playing, like, that was that unheard was, of. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was monster on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're not hit, like, your top golfers are probably consistently hitting 340 drives. Yeah. It would, would, would you agree? Yeah. Your top golfers are 340 right. or better? Fun fact. Longest drive recorded. According to this, what I'm looking at. It's got to be that one that caught the cart path. And roll. Oh, oh you talk about Deschambeau's was Deschambeau's was over four hundred this year when it caught the car path and went down the car path and then nah, someone, back into play. I don't know. Not, yeah, I think the long drive contest. Too. That it, no, he's it, probably talking on the PGA. He's talking, you talking on, PGA on the PGA tour. tournament. From my understanding, it looked like it was on the PGA tour. Yeah. Okay. I in just like, play in professional play. It's not this year. No, not even close. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna guess. I mean, in the five hundred range, I'm gonna I go. I think f- it caught a cart path. And just rolled forever. Just, yeah, I I don't or know who hit an the shot, but I can see a shot in my head of a ball rolling down a cart path forever. Or you know, an animal picked it up and carried it or something. Um, five seventy one. Not, not no, say five thirty no. five. And Garrett saying how much? I'm saying somewhere in the five hundreds. Adam, what are you saying? Not all, no. Austin. What are you saying? Four set. It's at least four seventy because Roy. Hit one on the downhill that went 477. Yes, more than so, that. The golfer's name was Mike Austin in Las Vegas, Nevada in 1974. No, this is not what I'm thinking about. He man. drove it 515 yards at the Winterwood Golf Course, blasting it 65 yards past the flag on the par fourth, fifth hole. How much wind? Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> That's insane. He was he's trying to drive the in green, the I guess. 70s, yeah. That looked like a wooden driver at that point good lord i'm wanting to say like i feel like i'm kind of like with garrett like it'd be being in the and 70s I, with a wood but he was also very known for his golf swing it's known as the mike austin swing and it's still practiced and taught by golf coaches today i can't imagine that ball going that far it had to have hit something really weird i don't know look at i mean i don't know if there's going to be video i'm looking i'm looking at a, i'm looking at um, a sequence of high speed photos of his swing looks like a normal swing 
you kind of like you come back on your your left leg and then you follow through and you kind of like just keep bending the hills. Mm. Mm. I was I thought it, it was, had to hit a cart path for it to be the seventies playing with actual wooden clubs yeah. back then. What I mean would the cart path have been asphalt though, or it would have been dirt at that point? It still it probably would have been concrete. Yeah, asphalt was. I mean, yeah, I understand <laughs> the asphalt was not invented in freaking. But I'm I'm saying most golf courses would they it probably would have been concrete. Okay, yeah. And a nice golf, it probably would have been concrete. Yeah, I mean. I know asphalt wasn't invented in 2009 or something, but <laughs> no, they didn't have loads back then. I didn't know how golf courses were structured at that point, but um, how about any favorites, Garrett? You got any guy that you, you really like for this weekend? I know it's, you know, a little early, but a major. I'm so bad at predicting predictions, especially when it comes to golf. Don't worry. You're only on record. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of guys that come to mind just purely off of ball striking and putting alone. I mean, I got to throw my boy DJ in the mix just because how he's playing right now. Certainly. I mean, he's driving the ball accurately. He's putting really well, which is like Unheard where of. he <laughs> struggles traditionally. Um, I like Colin Morikawa in this, in this field. Um, did Colin win the PGA Championship? Yes. Okay. Okay. If so I he's had, already won one major. So is he year. a rookie? Is no, he's a second year second player. Year I mean, I, okay. I mean, all of your major guys that you think about, I mean, they're all going to be in contention. You think? Maybe not in contention, but you can't rule them out. You know what I mean? Like, right, give, give me yeah. three guys, and you've given you've given me DJ, and you've given me Colin Morikawa. All right, I'm going to give you my wild card dark horse. All right, which he's like. Still a decent, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's had a great season. Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd, okay. I think he's a phenomenal putter, and his short game has – it's it's really good. Okay. Adam, do you want to put any put any names behind your name? Um, Just because I like him as a, as a golfer, though, I do like Tommy Fleetwood. I was thinking Tommy, too. I great like, ball striker, great putter. I yeah. really like Tommy Fleetwood. Um. And like I said, DJ's just been on a tear here of late. So unless he just comes out and has a a bad say he has a bad Thursday though, I could see him getting his head and that just ruin his whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So if he has if he has a, a strong like Thursday Friday round, I think you'll see him at the top of the boards. Who was that? DJ. DJ. Oh yeah. So I mean, I think and I think that was his problem and his um going before he won was he just got in his head a lot. Like he just He'd get down, and then he just couldn't get out of that funk. It was all mental for him, I think. A lot of it was, but those are the two I like. Anybody for you, Alex? Doing a little golf research for you to do it? No, I'm messing around with the vice golf, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, just who he thinks is going to win the U.S. Open? Is that yeah, what we're you, doing? you want to put any, any predictions out for you? Any Anybody you feeling? Everybody's put at least. And Lil John. Give yeah. me Lil John. Oh, Lil John? You want to bring Lil oh, John Daly in this? All Lil right. Lil John. <laughs> that kid will be something. Yeah, he's a good you. golfer. I'm gonna have to just follow Garrett on this one and say DJ. DJ, okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this is or, this is gonna be one of those years. That I think DJ is gonna make his mark where he's gonna do kind of just like un. I'm gonna guess ungodly what things. Gonna say. Go, go ahead, Colin. Yeah, Colin. Colin's gonna be one. I'm gonna put three out there just like you did. Colin's one of the three. I gotta go with your other guy, Xander. Xander. Yep. And then I'm gonna go 
JT. Yeah, Justin Thomas. I knew yeah, it. I knew that was yeah. Well, be I mean, <laughs> you're talking about three guys that are are not huge about, swingers, uh, but are accurate golfers. And I what think do you think about the way uh, you've described the course? Is it Victor is Ho- in that is Hovland? Victor Hovland. Yeah. Now he was teammates with Colin Morikawa at Oak State, right? No, with um, Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf. Okay. Okay. I think that you'll see the three young guys, uh, Victor Hovland, Matt Wolf, and Colin. I think that you'll see them all have strong showing. That would be my though. Would be Victor Hovland. I can't wait for the Masters, dude. Masters in November right now. It's going to be great because it's going to be kind of like it's going to be like it's not exactly right after that, but you're talking about kind of just letting the NBA and uh, and NHL kind of finish up their championships. You'll have baseball either they'll be middle or end of the playoffs, and now you all of a sudden got the Masters. It's like they put the Masters at the perfect point just to kind of end our year on a little high note. And then you got like I think the last time Garrett was on here, we were talking about it. There was a golfer that like he considers the Masters his home course, or like he's just from around that area. Oh, it's um. And he talked about how Patrick Reed, right? Playing, playing, playing Zach Johnson. No, was it playing in November is the closest we're going to get to seeing it in the spring? Yeah, I think that was Zach Johnson that said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. Wait, so he, like, obviously he plays a lot of the courses around that area. Yeah. And he's from obviously this region. He said that's the closest we're going to get to those. You know, corn, those, some, those sort of conditions. Like, obviously, the flowers are like, going to be different, but, like, you know, air temperature, humidity, stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be an orange and brown I think backdrop. My, I think, honestly, I think Augusta, like yellow I feel like Augusta National is going to do it right because they're going to put some sort of fall flowers out there, especially, like, the Magnolia Corner and stuff like that. They're going to have something else out there. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. You it's know they dig fun. up most of those flower bushes and put them in a greenhouse, right? No, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. All right. They will move a lot of those. Like if they feel like if they feel like they're about to lose them, they will literally like big like dig up the whole damn bush and like move it into a greenhouse. Because they have temperature control stuff underneath under the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my dad that lives in Augusta has seen before going down the road like traffic gets stopped by like a police escort, and an eighteen wheeler flatbed would come by with a full grown pine tree on it because they would have lost one during the storm. So they will put it right find back one somewhere else and that's, put it back. That's so awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so awesome. And it blows my mind like how they. Like changing, like moving traps, moving hills in the course to where, like, all of a sudden there's no hill in a certain hole in a certain spot and stuff like that. And it's Wait, do like, we lose Austin? It's crazy how they do stuff like that. Yeah. He's oh, okay. off. All right. Well, see you, bro. Oh, he's uh, back. He's calling back in. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute. He's not showing up on the phone anymore. There he is. All right. You, you want to give us, uh, I know you're just joining us. You want to give us any predictions for the uh, U.S. Open this weekend? Who you like? Front runner would be uh, Malachi. Uh, Whatever his name is. Yep. Starts whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good Kyle guess there. You're pretty under for 100. Colin. Colin. Colin Mark. Yeah. That's interesting. Colin, a lot of Collins. Well, he Colin won a and, championship, so he's got a major under his belt. I mean, you got to feel a little Colin, confidence in the guy. Colin and JT. John, Colin and JT. I think, I think JT is a really good name to throw out. I think he's super hungry to win. He's been a little frustrated that he hasn't been in the winner's circle as much as he wanted to. So I think he's a really – Strong contender. I also told you at the beginning of the year that he was going to win a major. I, so I feel I like he, I feel like well. I got to feel like I got to at least bet on him here because I said that as well. I'm not sure I'm confident he's going to win the Masters. I feel like a really old savvy veteran is going to win the Masters this year. I, I just I just got to like a I would love that. It. That would be great. So, um, well, in in other news, um, oh if you're watching any or keeping up updates with the Celtics Heat game, Heat won in overtime, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, baby. We had a game-saving block. 
Yeah, how's it feel to be back? I'm astonished. I'm astonished. Like as a as a Heat fan, as a as a I wouldn't say lifelong because I didn't start liking them until they won their first championship in 2004. Um, but bandwagon. Yeah, I was a bandwagon then. But after, <laughs> listen, oh, yeah, I, I after 2007 and watching how terrible first that off, team so was. First off, if you're gonna, say, I mean, you were 10 essentially at that point. Is when yeah. Yeah, you're finally actually understanding the concept, of like what's going on in most sports. You're not a bandwagon, like not here not, in 2020. I'm not like yeah. If, if no, I, I, say, I get it, like you, you eventually have to make your mind up. Yeah, especially like, like a young kid. But it's like it's kind of the same thing. Like people saying they're Vegas Golden Knights fans for hockey, and then like their first year they go to Stanley Cup Finals. People are like, oh, you're just a bandwagon fan. It's like no, you can't really call them bandwagons because it the was first a little first year. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I like the only, the only thing I would say that I'm like a diehard my entire life was like in baby outfits of was the Atlanta Braves. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah certainly I'm a heat fan. Oh, was yeah, I, your, your was dad forced that down y'all's throat. Yeah. <laughs> was I a bandwagon in 2004 after Shaq and, and Wade, you know, won the championship? Absolutely. Now, was I still a fan when Shaq left and we were terrible in 2007 and eight when Michael Beasley was our second best player? If y'all even know who that is. I um. Yeah. So then, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a Heat fan, but no, I'm astonished. Like, I, I like. Did I think they were going to make the playoffs? Yeah, sure. Um. Did, did you I think, think they would make this run though? No, absolutely not. I honestly, I was like, okay, yeah, I, we got the tools to win in the first round, but no. I mean, beat the Bucks? No. Beat the Celtics? No. Beat the. I mean, at the time, Philadelphia was hot before the bubble, so you know, beat the 76ers? No. But it's not. It's not a superstar kind of team. I mean, no, Jimmy. Jimmy Butler's it. Yeah, if you is, want, if you want is, a superstar, he's been putting the team on his back. Him and um, Bam out of Bayou though has done very, and that's yeah. who had the game saving block tonight. Yeah, Bam's Bam. been really great. Um, Tyler Hero's an excellent shooter. I mean, he he's got he's the new white JJ. Boy can shoot the yeah. ball. He's the new, he's JJ, the new JJ, JJ Redick. He yeah. is. He is. He has no ball handles. I mean, <laughs> Just he's put him in the corner. He can't. He really can't play defense, honestly. But you know, sub him in for twenty minutes worth of time across the game, and and the dude's going to put up fourteen or fifteen points. So, um, I I think my I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and I might be a little biased. I think Miami is the best basketball team from one to ten, like skill set wise, come together, be able to to everybody's either a shooter, a defender, you know, a couple ball handlers. Jimmy Butler's the only star. Like Jimmy Butler's the only person that well, will no, be taking I, it a, wasn't a game. Ba- Bam made the All Star team. Yeah, Bam made the All Star team, but yeah. I mean, like as a superstar, like a LeBron right, James, Anthony man. Davis. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I think he is now. I think Bam's now. Getting, in the last two years, he's. If you're a Heat fan, you know his name. Yeah, and yeah. if you're a follower of basketball, I think you know his name. Yeah, but I mean Jimmy Butler is the only like. But yeah, you could go out. Yeah, only superstar, who, only guy, only guy that would get forty, fifty million dollars a year if he went to another team. Yeah, like, but if you went out to somebody who didn't follow basketball very well, and you said name somebody from the Heat. Jimmy Butler is the guy that's going to come to everybody. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy Butler would be the only. I mean, can you name anyone else on the Heat that I'm outside of the people that I just named? You're talking to the guy that doesn't watch basketball. Exactly. I mean, Jimmy Butler would be the only name. Uh, that I couldn't told you Jimmy really, Butler was on the Heat before this. Okay. Well, episode. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So I mean, no. I'm. I, but I, I do think that from from one to at least. I'm just eight, still looking for Jimmer for debt. <laughs> he's out of the league. He's in China, actually. Um, well, no, but, man, the boy's got range. He, exactly. <laughs> He'll make he's, his comeback. He's shooting from China, making <laughs> basketballs in Seattle. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I think from I think from one to eight, honestly, like Miami's got the best overall team. Does that mean we're going to win a championship? No, I'm certainly not promising it, but I'm enjoying the run at least. <laughs> you want to go into some more local news? This has actually been kind of kind of a hot topic for. 
our area. But uh, well, actually, while we got a bunch of people on and and listening, um, you want to go ahead and stop being number two. Do what? Beer number. Two. Yeah, we'll start. I'll I'll pull beer number two out. Um, yeah, anybody want to number two? Here, one of y'all give the rundown on on the October second event at Hazelwood. Okay, so pretty much what Chris just said. October second, the times are eight. Seven to nine. nine. Okay, I knew it was a little bit later than this one. (laughs) Seven to nine in the afternoon, or should I say evening, at Hazelwood Brewery in Lexington, South Carolina. If you go down Main Street in Lexington where the old mill is and where all the dam was that got taken out in 2015, we're like there in a little backed up little area over there. Hazelwood Brewing is uh, kind enough to let us into their spaces just like Swamp Cabbage did. So we're going to be out there doing another beer tasting live episode. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. The owner seems really cool kind of relaxed about it just he just seems like he's just like yeah man y'all do what you want to do it's just like he seems very very relaxed i don't about know it. i feel like with them being what less than six months old it's a good way for them to get their name out they're actually approaching their one year anniversary Already? so that's what we were yeah that's what we yeah. were discussing they uh they, I think they they're gonna have just passed their one year soft opening and then the one year like their actual legit hard opening is gonna, gonna, gonna be coming up it's okay. gonna be the first weekend in november yeah so they're they're getting uh they're cool getting little closer. space though they've got in there they've surprisingly oh, yeah. a small small amount of tanks for them to be churning out some beer like they do yeah alex and i Alex more so than I had the balls to ask him. He was like, is this, is this all the tanks you got? And because, I mean, he's literally only – he's got three big tanks and, like, three, what do you say, medium-sized small tanks, I yeah. guess. And, uh, and I mean, they keep they keep 10 beers on tap and are distributing to local restaurants and stuff too. So, um, I mean, we, we had a sampling. I'm not going to not gonna you know say anything, but I think we were pretty satisfied with the, the two to three beers that we tried the first time. So. Yeah, there was one beer, Chris, as we could try of mine that I got. And then he reminded me once I'd finished the beer that I didn't let him try it. Cause I was kind of like that in depth into the beer. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those, like he was like, how was the beer? And I was like, Oh damn, I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I, I know I said I would give yeah. you a sip, but like, so if, like, you, I didn't uh, mean to. if you haven't seen it, we got the event on Facebook. I'll have it up on Instagram tomorrow. Um, so we'll end up with two posts on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram yet, it's just beer bacon bros, no underscore, no hyphen. Actually, it is, sorry. It's beer underscore bacon underscore bros. And then if you're following us on Facebook, obviously, I mean, it's beer bacon bros. You can pretty much find us there. If you see our emblem, you know it's us. So, but yeah, October 2nd, 7 to 9, they close at 10. So you still have an hour after the show to be able to grab some beers and enjoy it. Um, they open at 4 if you're trying to get there. No, they open at 12 on Fridays only. Yeah, and they've got a really cool lounge area upstairs that like yeah. by TVs and couches and stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, we haven't actually decided where I think we're going to shoot the show. I think Alex and I talked about shooting it outside on the patio, especially if the weather's good. Um, but if not, we could definitely do it from the from yeah, the as long as it's area. not like super windy. Yeah, yeah. So cool little area, cool little awesome. Excited to finally make that an official event, and uh, and you can find that on Facebook. You know, make sure that you let us know if you're going or not. Um, and then possibly a third one in the works. I actually got a text message from our our person that we know in that area of south carolina and she asked if yeah our contact uh, it's kind of a crazy story our contact just reached out to us it's, it's somebody that we all four know really really well reached out to us and was like hey random story i was hanging out this place in uh, this city that's a little bit of a drive from here and randomly heard this guy talking about us like he was telling his friends about beer bacon bros podcast like yeah these guys are really cool they do some like funny stuff they review beers and like she immediately was just like, hey, I know those people. He's dating the daughter. The, the girl he's dating, her mother is in charge of tourism for that whole city. Yeah. 
So through like people meeting people, we've been put in contact with another brewery in a different city. Yeah. So the the lady is apparently interested in having us come up to that that brewery in that city and and doing a, a, an event from there as well. So once- we, we were just talking like, what are the odds? That, like she's just randomly at some random spot and some random dudes talking about us. That's how it happens, man. And then I his know. technically That's his how you blow up his like I would say mother in law, even though not married, just happens to be in charge of the tourism for that area. We're just like, holy crap. So we're we're super excited. I want to get I really want to get that one official as, as soon as possible. So when when our when our person, our friend texted me this week and was like, Hey, have you heard from so and so? And I was like, No, I haven't gotten a call yet. She said, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check with that, like double back on it. So um Going to be super exciting. Going to be super exciting. So, Austin is made official that he's not joining us on the October second event. So, it will just be Adam, Alex. Hey, and I. He, he flew back for one. We can get yeah, my break yeah, on yeah. the I'm not. One, okay? I'm not. I'm not upset at all. He so. flew back strictly for just one episode. So. I, I, I doubt that he actually probably thought there was going to be two and three following in the next couple months. So, yeah, I don't think he. Meant, I don't think he realized it was going to be this quick. Had had to make a count. So, and we may uh, we may be going back to Swamp Cabbage in December as well. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And see. Uh, See is that yeah, that follows, they were definitely so. excited and want us back. And no, uh, I want to go back for the I seasonal beers. I said, yeah. this could try the uh, Christmas beers that they got. Yep. Yeah, the winter beers. Shout out to uh, shout out to Swamp Cabbage as well. Though this past weekend they celebrated their six year anniversary. I don't think any of us actually made it, so we're bad friends. But we're bad friends. But we did uh, other we did weird things. Yeah, yeah. So shout shout out to them about it. So, uh, well, beer number two is uh, is pineapple. It legit has a big, 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 big ass pineapple on it. So, Birdsong Brewing Company Pale Ale with pineapple. It's OPP is what it stands for. I see where OPP, what it stands for, it's, it's on there. That's why I was pointing to you. Oh, okay. So, bright and aromatic with fresh pineapple puree. OPP, other people's pineapple is what they make it stand for. So, other people's let, pineapple. Yep, I'm gonna let Alex um, get the breakdown on that. Okay, so is it bright and aro- aromatic with aro- aromatic? Yes. Bright and aromatic with fresh pineapple juice puree, OPP, which stands for other people's pineapple, is not your average fruited pale, enhanced by Simsoe and Cascade hops. This pale ale delivers up bodacious tropical flavors. It even has the power to magically transport you to your own imaginary paradise. Wait a minute, so it's got weed in it? Apparently. <laughs> is it from Colorado? No, your wife said it's a swinger beer. <laughs> Have y'all heard the story of the pineapple? Yeah, I have. Okay. Yes. It says, respect the hops, keep cold, and drink fresh. A lot of these beers have lately been telling us how to drink them. And I don't know if it's like passive aggressive or like. Chris, is that what you've been trying to. I mean, that, wrong. yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I saw a pineapple. Yeah, it's, saw also that got a little bird. A... it's also got a little birdie on it that says, recycle me. Oh, okay. I saw a pineapple. So where, where is this buoy located? I don't know. Where's Birdsong? Brewed and canned by Birdsong Brewing Company in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So updated by Keith. Yeah. I wonder if he's ever actually been to this place. Maybe. Garrett, I don't know if you got the chance to uh, listen to the Swamp Cabbage. But, I did, yeah. Okay. So do you listen to Pat McAfee's show? I mean, I see so like highlights you, on YouTube. If you watch stuff. the YouTube one and like listen to it, they've got a part called like Ad Reads with Zito because Zito just can't read. He's like illiterate just as hell. And we ended up creating one of those because they gave the ad read for Swamp Cabbage to Adam. <laughs> Adam. Oh no! You remember how bad you kind of like screwed up that one part? Like you just—I'm not. Granted, it wasn't really written out the best, but you like. Adam was Adam was promising Adam was Adam was promising one dollar beers for the whole next year if you bought bought the the glass. (laughs) It was like it was dollar off your beer. She came running out the back. No, 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 it wasn't dollar beer. It was like whatever I said percent off. 
because it was something and it looked like a percentage, not a dollar. Oh, yeah. That's what it looked like. I was like, it was, I was like 10% off if you buy the anniversary glass. And she's like, we, no, if, we lit Austin, off. if we had lit Austin read, people would be like, we buy the souvenir glass, we get a whole keg? What? <laughs> <laughs> anniversary glass. Yeah. We pay you to drink our beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was so. Yeah. It smells just like a pineapple, though. It, it was smells so, straight like pineapple juice. So, so funny. So, Bird Song is from where? What did you say it was? Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, we have. I won't reveal what we got, but in the, next, very good. in the next six, we have a lot of October kind of holiday beers, and one of them is from Noda. Heads up, Cali. When you asked me where it was, I should have done it. I should have done what you did, Chris. I don't know. Adam can attest to this. Chris always like make us guess what like these really weird ones are, and he'll be like, "Where do you think this is?" And like me and Adam will be like, "You know, Kentucky." Tennessee and Chris like, huh, close, Oregon. And we're just, <laughs> it's always just like, you know what, white, you're, you're on the white longitudinal he'll, line. He'll, he'll always get like, he'll get the excited face. He'll go, hmm, close, Oregon. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You're on the white, white yeah. uh, longitudinal yeah. Yeah. line there. Yeah, yeah. You're only two time zones off. Yeah. It's, got a, it's got an A in both those the, both those state names. Uh, no, Kelly, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's actually a pumpkin beer from Noda, so um, – We'll have to. That may not be the next one since we're still in September. I might save that till we get. We've got. To a, we October. just bought a pumpkin beer from a uh, Sycamore. It's a, pi- a pumpkin coffee ale. Oh, Sycamore had a strawberry lemonade beer that I've almost thought about getting. That's but good, I was isn't like, it? It's better. Yeah, it's def- better. Yeah, definitely better than the old <laughs> milkshake creamsicle. Shout out to Callie. She actually picked out the pumpkin coffee ale from Total Wine. We get to try that. I do, but I do get that like pineapple taste that they're talking about in I that beer. Smell the pineapple when you opened it. Yeah. So is this definitely like a summer lake beer kind of thing? Yeah, it's yeah, a summer yeah, vibe. yeah. It's it, it does have a little bit of hops on the tongue. Yeah, I a little like bit, that. but not, ter- not like that. nothing it's, overpowering. Yeah, though. it's not super hoppy or high tasting. Yeah, a little bit of pineapple. Just, I, just I don't hint. know if I got pineapple. Just a hint I, of it. I could smell more pineapple than I could taste, but it is definitely citrusy. I don't know. He doesn't. He, he, you could tell he doesn't know how he feels. That's lighter than I expected. When he started talking about hops, I really thought I was like, "Oh God, we're gonna have a big punch in the throat kind of hop feel to it." But that's not that bad. Like that's um, not overpowering. No, it's, just, it's, well, yeah, it's, not even, it's not even listed as like an Indian pale ale. It's just listed as a pale ale. Yeah. yeah. So it's not nearly as bad. Um, the, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't say the ABU on it. What's the alcohol on it though? Five point eight. Five point eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's um. Yeah, that's it's good beer though. I like it. It's better. Between the between the can one we taste, what the California recycling value of this can is fifty eight cent, no. six cents, no, ten twelve cents. Austin was right, it's ten cents. I said that's what I was about to say, ten to twelve. Yeah, oh, okay. random, I mean, random tidbit. I'll be honest with you, I have no, I have no, yeah. If I have, they were fifty eight cent, I would be. I'd bet they're fighting hobos for their cans. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know what that? Yeah. You know what that? You ain't know what that? All right, pour it out, take it. <laughs> you know that? Saw a no. guy pick up a can out of a bush the other day. I'm like, really? They, all right, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, the movies don't lie. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you; I have no idea what the recycling value of any can is, whether it's California. It's not enough. Or, One time, me yeah. and my roommate did it like freshman year of college. Oh no, you and we you like crushed get- them and crushed cans, filled up four trash bags, and we took it, and it was like three dollars. Yeah, and Dave, Dave took. <laughs> Dave took it in the recycling plant, came out and goes, we're not wasting our time anymore. Was it worth the value of the trash bag <laughs> no. that you had to yeah, put it in? No. <laughs> so. like, uh, the guy and then to, not worth the gas to get out there. Yeah. <laughs> the guy I used to work for, Gary, we would do that with the trailer park. Like, we would, he collected 
cans out of the trailer park properties or the trailer properties in general and just had like bins upon bins of them, like 55 gallon drums of cans that about once or twice a year, he'd fi- we'd go and take to the recycling plant or the whatever. And he'd walk out of there like 80 bucks in cans. And it was, I couldn't tell you how much money was probably spent on those cans. Years worth of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hours of labor. <laughs> You I mean, paid you, was, you paid was, me twelve dollars an hour to pick this up for eight hours, so you didn't make any money here. Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, it was all crush cans too. It wasn't like you just threw them in there. Yeah. So. Oh man, um, anybody want to put a score behind it yet? I, need I, li- a, I, I like it. I think it's a good one. Um, I need another sip I mean, before I, I, I score got, it. I think I got score. I would honestly go like seven four on this one. Okay. It's a good enough pale ale. I'm a pale ale fan. It doesn't hit hard. It doesn't. I would drink it if it was available. You say what? You say seven four? Mm-hmm. I'd go seven seven one. Seven two. Seven two. Yeah. Seven two. All right. It's got so, just enough citrus that I, I can stand it, but it's also covering up a little bit of the pale ale. Let me give Adam one more second. We're officially going seven, seven two. two. Okay. Seven two. All right. Since you went I seven, seven two, four. I'm Same. gonna go seven one because that's what I was gonna say originally. <laughs> just to make sure, seven two, right? Seven two. Official score, lock it in. Deal or no deal? Locked in. Why are you giving him a hard time? Am I, I missing I, something here? No, I'm just I'm just picking with him uh, a little bit. So, do y'all remember Deal or No Deal? Yes. yes. Oh, Howie. I kind of yeah. wish they bring that show back. That was a good okay. show. It was. They brought it back, I think, for like a, a season. season. Yeah, and then just just I don't know. Is Howie Mandel still alive? Yeah. 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 Okay. He Is runs it? like America's Got Talent. He's like one of those oh, main judges on that. Yeah. Okay. Came People in, were like, worried Howard that he's Stern. being held hostage. Did y'all see that? It's like a whole TikTok <laughs> no. thing. Yeah. No, but I want to hear about it. Have everybody's, you heard about the, the Britney Spears Yeah, thing? it was like that. Yeah. It was like everybody's. A there was there was theorist. a point in time it was I think it was Wait, I think it was right that, after Deal or No Deal stopped because he literally just like disappeared and he was a comedian before all that so everybody's like where did he go? I think I remember hearing something like people really thought like Howie Mandel was like someone had him lock and key and was just using his name to make a bunch of money and he was stuck in a dungeon essentially. Wow. I don't know. Okay. But, but I'm saying I'm pretty sure he's still a judge on America's Got Talent. He, he is. With yeah, him he's fine. And, There's was nothing it, wrong with him. Yeah. Howard, <laughs> is it Howard Stone and it changes. It changes know. a lot. Those were like in who was the uh, I forgot who the other one the girl was. They had um Heidi Klum was on there for Heidi a while. Klum, yep. And Sharon Osborne. No, it was the um, it was one of the yeah, girls she from. Was on there. She was on there, but it was one of the girls from um, the Spice Girls, one of the British girls from Spice Girls. Spice, yes, spicy spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of them missed out on making them that making that their name. Spicy spice, <laughs> spicy, spicy, spice, spice. <laughs> seven, seven, four for me. I'm with Alex on okay. it. It's it's kind of like it's kind of middle of the road. Was, it, but, it didn't blow me away, but, but it also if I was wasn't in Charlotte. Bad. And we were at the. I'd get it if I was at the brewery. Yeah, if yeah. I was at a brewery that had this available, I I would definitely make a point to at least I, have a glass. I would have one of them. Yeah, before I we would left. get it. But if I had a sip of somebody else's before I ordered it, I probably wouldn't get it. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Good. Good explanation on that. Garrett's one. got some great explanations on I'm, his uh, ratings I'm tonight. You. I'm telling you. Um, Hashtag it, free Britney. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Oh, quarterbacks as we get closer to the Gamecock season. Um, a lot of controversy. I think a little bit of people have been kind of surprised by it, but Colin, Colin Hill Hill's is making a name for himself, apparently. Yeah. Do you see what Will Muschamp said today? This is why I thought about mentioning on the show. So, Will, um, Will said that the starting quarterback's last name will start with H I L. 
And it's Colin Hill or Ryan Holinsky. Isn't it really great? Because <laughs> it doesn't Musk, actually give you anything. Muschamp you already is a freaking you, goon for that. You already <laughs> knew that it was going to be one of those two. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, Will. Uh, you so know, most the sad of those, part, there was probably a handful of reporters and like, he said, call, oh, oh shit. never mind. So, <laughs> they probably so, like, the breaking story. Yeah. Like, no, Rain to the editor and the editor is like, you're, you're an idiot. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you think, do you think we're going to have a Carolina talk this year? At uh the Wings and L there in Vista, with Will Muschamp, so yeah, probably not. No, I mean if they do, the, if they I do, they'll it. be like, if they do, they'll be such limited seating that I mean, I say, or, or will they out. still do it, but just maybe put them in like the back room and just be them, and then yeah, it would just. So how does the Carolina talk normally work? I've never You're been like, a part so of that. I've never watched go, it or listened so to it. So like or... when you walk into the Wings and L, you have the hostess stand, of course, and then like right behind the hostess stand is like the bar. Couple of like three tables, and then towards the back, they set up. They have like a little stage set up. Yeah, I've been to that wings now. And that's where, and that's where they set up. And so it's like Will and I uh, don't forgot the two that host actually host the show. And then there's a girl that like sits at the end of the table. I don't really know what she does. I think she's like the stat finder. I really don't know. She's just up there. But so but, who does he talk to? It's like he just has an he, important job. He, he yeah. okay. But it's like Tommy Ellis and them are just kind of what we're doing. They sit up there and they have uh they have call-ins like a, like I think you they just mix their two names together. I think you just said Tommy Ellis. It's Todd Ellis. It's Todd Tommy Moody. Tommy Moody. Yeah, it's close yeah. enough. <laughs> I think you just combine them into a couple of names. Yes, yeah, that's the their point. couple names. <laughs> Old fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got the point. Todd Ellis and Todd, yeah. Either way, but they sit up there and they're like facing the crowd, and so you just sit there and you. You can listen to a live radio show, and then they'll have people call in, and they'll occasionally. I've I never. Can only, I can only imagine it. like Todd Ellis starts to show off, and he's like, "We are gathered here today with 300 Carolina fans." There's, and there's like one guy in the back going, "There's literally 20 people here." Like, because Todd Ellis is just such a bad radio personality. It would, it would be so great if it like was that. like the hostess though. There's like, "Sir, we're only allowed to have 42 people in the building." Yeah, <laughs> but, but me, but me and Dad have gone up there a few times and like sat and watched the show. So I mean. It's pretty cool. You and Muschamp will go around and say hello to a couple fans, but typically as soon as the show's over, he's he's out, baby. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. he he ain't trying to socialize with nobody. <laughs> when I so when I worked for the Gamecock Club, we had an event in Sumter, literally in Sumter, South Carolina, an hour away, right? And I, man, I drive it every day. I know. I know this man <laughs> flew. This man flew from um, Owens Field out to Sumter's airport. That's how in a hurry this man was. Showed up, had an in, in-person recruit. There's no way that flight took less than an hour. I mean, of course it's – wait, why would it take more than an hour to fly from Owens Field to wherever the airport is? You got a taxi to get out there, get cleared for takeoff, take off. Then you got to do all your in-flight stuff. Then you got to prepare for landing, landing, no. and all that. There's At most, he probably saved like 15, 20 minutes. Also Alex, had a opinion. He's, riding, like he's probably taking like a little Cessna. Outside, yeah, like, yeah. those little Cessnas don't go that fast, y'all. Well, I mean, at Owens, with with being USC's athletics, you literally just pull up and go through. Like, there's not, there's not. Anything I'm just, there. I don't, I can't believe his time. Like, somebody, oh, I agree with you, spending all that money to save him <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes. So, I mean, driving from the airport to the event, at had the to, most, he saved thirty minutes. Had to at least oh, take yeah. you fifteen, did That's fifteen what I'm minutes. Saying. So. I'm not saying it was financially sound by any means. No. <laughs> Save thirty minutes, but because because I mean, what he had to do is he actually landed. He actually flight landed. Flight time was it. probably what ten minutes. Uh, here yep. we go. 
I mean, because what he actually did is he had an in-home person recruiting sit down and then came to the event. So, but anyways, I just, I, I, he flew because I remember the topic being that they, we had to get him to the airport for his flight back to Owens Field. And I was like, from Sumter? And they're like, yeah, he doesn't drive anywhere. I'm like, clearly. <laughs> you can still have someone drive him. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, say, I'm surprised he just doesn't have a driver to go on like recruiting visits. Yeah. There's no Insane. one that busy that's, that's a college football coach that those 30 minutes is going to make that much of a drastic difference. You wouldn't think so. Uh, you wouldn't think so. No. There's but, no way. No way. <laughs> to justify I mean, a, say, $300 plane trip versus a $60 yeah. And gas car ride. But yeah, they get to they get to like they get to fly for any recruiting event. So like if like if he's if he is going to see he or either one of the coordinators are going to see a recruit in person, they fly. Even if it's in Charleston, Hilton Head, like whatever. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, absolutely if it's ridiculous. not in the Columbia area, I absolutely believe it. And they hey. have a big enough airport, I guess, for you to land. Hey, breaking. Means- Here's some interesting news out of the MLB. I thought he said Burger King. I was like, what? No, I, thought it was- <laughs> I thought it was breaking news, but they broke it earlier today. The so bubble? They, yeah, the bubble for the playoffs is now going to be in Arlington and Houston. Will be NLD or will be the first NLDS, ball card in NLDS. Uh, NLCS will be in Arlington at the Rangers Stadium. AL wild card in my mind went to AL- Arlington, Virginia, and I was like, well, "What team?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ALDS and wild card will be in California. They're going to do San Diego for one set and LA for one set. They didn't say which LA stadium. It'll be the Dodgers, also, because they're they're not doing they're not doing. So the NL is playing in AL stadiums, and the AL is playing in NL stadiums. Yeah, so so they'll they'll do it at the Dodgers, and then they're going back to San Diego for the ALCS, and then Texas will get the World Series in Arlington, uh, the Rangers Stadium, because the Rangers hell ain't gonna make the freaking postseason. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. So but that's yeah, be interesting. I, I did. I did see that earlier. I think it's smart. I mean, you're you're at that point in the season. Yeah, they can they can be in a bubble for three weeks, like just like the NBA and the NHL did. It's it's not that long, but the sixty games across you know three months. Of course, they you know didn't want to have people sit in a bubble. You'd you'd be without your family for a while. But yeah, I was having a conversation with Keith today as Braves fans. Y'all think Atlanta's got any chance? Yeah, they'll make it. They'll make it past the first round. Okay. No, don't make it. Don't make it yes. Okay, Adam of winning the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, or, yeah, that's fine. Just tell me how. I mean, I was going to say the whole thing, but obviously, Alex, you know, knew what I was kind of getting at, and he says they're going to make it to the first round. And I say we no, lose, make it past the first round. Okay, make it past the first we round. Sorry. To, we we make it to the NLCS. We lose to the Dodgers. Okay, just like we do every year. You're, you're saying we'll get past the DS. Yeah, and then make it to well, the we, CS. Like we I'm won't. Saying. We won't be the wild card winning our division, right, Austin? No, we won't win our division, but uh, so NL NL Division One will play in the wild card. No, I thought the first. Yeah, you're right. Right, because you have you have you have the top two teams from every division make the playoffs. So yep. yeah, they'd have they'd have to. No, 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 no. I think one and two get a bye, and then 
everyone plays in the wild card. Everyone plays in the wild card. You're sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so if we had so, to make it past the wild card, you'd say they lose in the NL divisional series, is what you're saying, Alex? No, I'm saying they're making it to the NLCS. Okay, both are saying they're making it. Yeah, to the I said we lose to the Dodgers in the NLCS. And I want to follow back on this, Austin. Who's going to win the NL East? The Braves will blow it, and the Marlins will win. Watch. That's Call it now. We'll get we'll get swept. We're gonna get swept this week by the Orioles, and we're gonna lose the division. We're literally. I thought we're beat. We're all right. One, we got throttled by the Orioles last night, but I'm pretty sure we're beating the Orioles right now. We are. We'll find a way to blow it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. We're winning two nothing. Or, but Garrett, do you have any uh, opinion? I don't know if you've been following baseball at all. I, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. So, Austin, uh, what are you saying in the postseason then? I. I want to say we lose first round just because it's likely that I'll be wrong. So that means we go f- past the first round. But I have zero hope. I mean, it's typical Braves. We we have a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe we're going to have a good team. Oh, well, maybe we're going to do this, the young hitting. But you know as soon as postseason comes away, hitting goes away and it's all about your pitching. And if you look at the Braves team, pitching's terrible. We don't ha- if we don't score six runs a game, we're not winning a game. So I mean, I hope I'm hope I'm wrong, but I say we lose in the first round. Okay, Alex, you had something you really wanted to say because you kind of went ooh. They are allowing the families of players to quarantine with them. They must start their quarantine process in the team facilities a week before the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. They're talking about allowing fans into the stands, like ten to fifteen percent. Of, of yeah, capacity. It's still, it's still up in the air right now. I will go to every Astros going to make it the playoffs anyways. I, I'm worried about the Astros, but bottom <laughs> bottom of the NL NL will the wild all card be in Houston. Yeah, I know. Wild card round and D, uh, oh. NLDS. It's saying oh. that you got the division winners, the second place winners, and then the two teams with the best records beyond those six clubs no matter their divisional alignment or the position within those divisions. If they've got the best record, they are making it into the playoff bracket. Oh, so they're taking they're taking eight, eight teams. They're, they're doing yeah. a sixteen team bracket. Yeah, so also I told you it's it's uh the top two teams in the AL and the after, top two teams in after the AL. The will first get a wild card series no, no one gets a buy traditional postseason format. No, they're every team's playing. Oh wow in the Shit. first round. Okay. So you have four rounds of baseball then before, in total. You have the wild card, the divisionals. You the, card, you can, the championship. The yeah, yeah, but everybody's playing a wild card game. Yep. Wow, shit. All right, well, I'm going to say – I didn't realize that either. So I was, saying, I was saying the Braves were going to play in the NLDS and then have to go to the CS. I'm saying they'll make it to the CS. You're still saying they're going to make it to the championship. They'll, they're be, they'll win beat two the wild rounds. card. They'll win the wild card and they'll win the DS. Okay. I'm going to say they make it to the DS, but don't win the DS. So they'll they'll win the wild card, and then they'll. And I think the only reason I say that is, uh, I mean, Ian Anderson's pitching great, and he. Boys, I don't know what y'all are doing September 30th, but I feel like we need to sit down and watch every eight game going on. They're on the September 29th. The wild card series begins, and then the very next day, they're literally having every matchup play in one day. Across. Oh shit! Across eight, it's an eight game game with eight game day with every wild card series in action on September thirtieth. Shit, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> every could, baseball yeah. game, every team will be playing a game that day. We can do an episode during the Braves game. I'm I'm down. So when is the thirtieth? Is that like a Saturday or something? I'm assuming so because the next the next game doesn't start till October fifth. They'll just be. Well, the fifth is a Monday. 
October 5th? Yeah. October 5th is a Monday. I have a back. So then September 30th is probably, what, like a Sunday, maybe? It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday? Oh, oh. sweet. Okay. Wow. They didn't think so, that. Hurt. All right. Well, episode that week. Yeah. No. Uh, as, of, as of right now, we would be the two seed. We'd be tied with the Cubs for the two, three seed. So yep. we would either be playing the Phillies or Reds, whoever gets the second with the second wild card. Okay. I mean we can our first it. wild card. We can Yeah, the, the bracket it. I'm looking at says if we if when you finished NL division number two spot, we would get the NL wild card number one. Which okay. would be which would be the Phillies right now. And if we play the Phillies, we'll lose. No. Um if it was the Nationals, I'd give you that, but Actually, I won't say. I'll take that back. Illy, you didn't hear that. Um, but no, I, I just I feel like Ian Anderson is in, is pitching good enough to win a game in the postseason. You know, Cole Hamels is actually coming back this week, so we'll see how good Cole Hamels is, and then we might get Max Freed back in time. So I'm, the think, I'm thinking, you know, with the the wild card game, everybody's playing is it's a best of three. The NLDS being best of five. That's if you're at most, you're looking at eight games of baseball. I think the Braves can pull out enough luck. Yeah. I mean, I think I think if you put us in a two out of three series, and Cole Hamels was pitching good, Ian Anderson's pitching good, and Max Fried is back, we can win that series. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then the same thing for the best. Three now out of we five. would be playing the winner of the NL Division three seed, and then the NL are the NL, NL Division three seed and the NL Wild Card three seed are going to play each other. The winner of that game is whoever the winner of the Braves matchup plays. If the Braves finish at you know Division number two. Okay. Okay. I just, I mean, like Keith, Keith was really upset after the after the Baltimore game last night. He's like, "Man, we have no like no pitching because Tukey pitched terrible, and of course they sent him right back down." But um, he's like, "Man, we have no we have no starting pitching." I'm like, "Right now, no, we don't because it's literally just Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright's terrible." But um, but I mean, I, I actually, I'm I like, I'm I'm not now that we look back at it, I'm not mad that we didn't make a move for Lance Lynn at, or Dylan Bundy at the deadline because. I mean, nobody's sitting here as a Braves fan and going, we're winning a championship this year. Like, we, we don't have enough starting pitching depth. Mac, I mean, Soroka hurt. Max Freed's hurt. Cole Hamels hadn't pitched all year. I say, I mean, and who who was it? Tommy Malone's the other guy we had in the rotation right now? Good God. Tommy Malone is, the, is statistically the worst pitcher of all time. But is that – that's the other guy in the rotation, right? No, he's gone. These They, they literally oh, – they, they literally op, they opted him, and then they released somebody yesterday. Eflin was the was the guy's name that they released yesterday. Freeman just doubled the center, so we're definitely winning this game. Um, I mean we we're that we're that that bad. Like we're we're at, that at bad. The starting pitching depth, yes. Yeah, we're purchasing people at this point in the season. So, well, we'll see where it goes. Um, I don't know. I've got hope, but I think we should uh, wrap this episode up. Anybody got any last alibis? Um, no, I'm good. Looking forward to the weekend. Garrett and I are going to sit down on Friday probably and watch some of the, uh, the U S open. So, um, Garrett, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you coming to the studios and staying the whole, whole session with us and trying two beers. I promise they're normally a little bit better, but we have to be realistic. There's some great games to bet this weekend, by the way, just, just going to throw that out there. Hey, uh, don't take the Houston Baptist over Austin. Hey, Hey, now. If they wouldn't have turned the ball over twice on the freaking one yard line, I would have won. Oh, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. They turned the ball over twice on the one yard line, and they were eight points off for the over. All right, that's well, that's a hard pill to swallow. But well, we'll we'll put your uh, betting advice out on the Instagram page later. Hey, hold on. No, no, we won't. Hold on. We won't keep their money. 
I do want to get y'all's thoughts. How did y'all uh, feel about New England? Mm. That was one game that we actually didn't talk about earlier. You didn't watch the New England game, so I'm guessing you're probably not going to have much thoughts on it. You you watched the New England game, didn't you? It, or no, you it, watched the Panthers it, game. Yeah, I'm in bits and pieces. I didn't really see. What do you think? You um, and I watched it from the house. It, I mean, they looked all right. They, I mean, they didn't look terrible. I mean, the defense. Yeah, yeah, we hear that. Uh, just the wire, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hearing it too. Camp, I mean, Cam looked fine. That offense looked all right. Um, the defense looked looked all right for missing what seven of their starters, something like that, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, they they had seven they had seven starters quit, so uh, or not well opt out opt out, and uh, and then you know a lot of the free agents you know left in his way, so. I was a little surprised by the defense. I'm I'm not overly astonished that Brian Fitzpatrick threw three interceptions, but I mean, if you're a New England fan and if you're sitting here this like right here today on Tuesday and going, yeah, we still got a chance to compete for a Super Bowl, beating the Miami Dolphins by 13. Mm, no, you you really you really should take a but, step back. But, but they, I mean, they're still probably going to win that division. No, I think I think Buffalo will. I, re- no. I was really, really impressed. With, no, all right, Austin. I was really, really impressed by Buffalo this weekend, and um, yeah, I was really impressed by Buffalo this weekend, and I think I think Buffalo's got the more complete team. I was not. They're I was, gonna, the, their, Buffalo's going to be fine this yeah, year. I'm not. I think I, they're going to be really good. I'm not surprised by the way New England look, and I'm not surprised that they only beat the Miami Dolphins by 13 points. I mean, I'm just going to go go say it how it is. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws three touchdowns instead of three interceptions, and we're talking about a blowout. Hammer down on New England to win the division and for nope. them to win a playoff game. They are going to get that rolling. They should have beat them by more. Chris is talking about, oh, they only beat them by 11. Well, they fumbled a ball on the one-yard line that went out of the back of the end zone for uh, a touchback. I know. So, that, so add seven points to that. Cam and that offense, they look like you're playing against Army, really. They, they don't throw the ball much. They're just going to run it. They're going to take – Eight-minute, 12-minute drives, they will win a playoff game because of Bill Belichick in that system. You watch. If Cam stays healthy, he ran a lot, so he's got to stay healthy. All right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and close this thing out. Yeah, we're pushing the two-hour mark. Yep. But anyways, uh, thank you, Garrett, for being a special guest star and being the golf subject matter expert of the Beer Bacon Bros podcast. Yeah. Wait, as a, it's Thank always a pleasure. Me. Say it's always a pleasure to have you. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, we love you too. Uh, we have to start. We have to get a um, original neighborhood member episode going. Like I was just coming in to tell, tell stories, just the we're, shenanigans we got we're into. We're going to make them buy like three extra mics to have all the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, five was, hour episode. Yeah, great episode. Uh, I've got nothing else to say, so we're going to sign off from here. Anybody got last words? We'll see you next week. See y'all next week. Yeah, later.